93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is August 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a man is in critical condition after close to four dozen shots were fired in a North Philadelphia neighborhood. It happened just before 1 a.m. Tuesday on North Park Avenue and Parrish Street in the West Poplar section of the city. Police say that more than 40 shell casings were found at the scene. A 23-year-old man was shot several times, including in the legs and backside, but was still able to run to a gas station for help about 200 yards away, authorities say. The victim was taken to Jefferson University Hospital. At this point, police believe the incident may have started on Broad Street and may involve a black Cadillac Escalade. Police are checking over surveillance video to try to find those responsible. Do you have any idea how many shooters there might have been? I mean, you're talking about over 40 shots. Yeah, right? That's got to be yeah. more than one person. Maybe, yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't say okay. if there was more than one shooter, but uh, they, they're looking for this black Cadillac Escalade at this point um, and then checking surveillance video to see if they can figure out who it might be. Mm. Spotter and lanternflies are now in Ridley Creek State Dude. Park. Yeah. Oh How bad are they, Preston? <laughs> Listen, they, they, I, I called my exterminating company. I yeah. called them on, uh, over the weekend, texted uh, yes, Fred. who is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because it, they, it, it started late last week. They started showing up, and now they're all over the place. All so, um, yep. You did you did the deal with the trees and the uh, the the the, the barrier the sticky stuff for the uh, the scraping well, the, problem, the eggs. The What's the process with the lantern flies? They're still testing on how to exactly to get rid of them. Is that right? Because I heard them yeah. them having split opinions on how to handle this. Well, that's so no one knows definitively yeah. what they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying oh to figure man, it out. that's so I, I don't know. But uh, I started to see them in my area. Now I remember when Preston posted that uh, picture last year. I was like horrified by it, and I you know I'd see one here and there and just think, oh god, I hope it doesn't get like your neighborhood. Is, but I've started to see them more yeah, around here. They're spreading. Do and they visit upon you a stench as well? That's what we're hearing. They, yeah. they, they smell. I saw that on the news. I haven't smelled yeah, it. Okay. I didn't know that yeah. they smelled. I didn't know that so either. So that's, that's just a here's, plus. That's a bonus. Here's what I know about them is uh, they're actually kind of they're kind of pretty. They're, yeah. They have this red look yeah. to them, and they, they're, they're this cool-looking bug. They fly very slow, but... When you see one sitting there and you go to swat it, yes. they, jump they jump with light speed. Really? Yeah, they jump really fast oh. and then they start to fly and they fly slow. It's really weird. So you can actually you can swat them out of the air. Yeah. But if you try to get them while they while they, they elude landed, you. And I, I I went out and I did my 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 citizen duty and I tried to start killing them because you're supposed to you're supposed to kill yes, them on sight. They say yeah. kill them. And so I take out a swatter and I'm going through and I I must have killed about twenty of them and then I went back inside for a while and I came back out oh, and there, there were was... just as many or more that had replaced them and oh, I'm like man. this is futile. Oh, yeah, you, you're you're uh, fighting an uphill battle, but yeah. you know there's a correlation to you and your life because these bugs are pretty but smell it's like burnt rubber girl of the insect. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. probably should have killed her, too, but <laughs> okay, that's illegal. So you, you have a, a leaf blower, right? And yeah. there, is there a thing on there where you could turn it into a leaf Ooh, sucker? Like suck them up. There, there, are. there is, yeah. There are, mine, yeah. Mine is reversible, and you can turn it into a vacuum I cleaner. I wonder but if maybe that's a way to, to get a whole bunch of them at once. You had them all I find this, I, and I know, Kathy, you agree, I find this stuff, you know, the it's just, it's so biblical in nature. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Fact, well, And they're so invasive, like yeah. this, and they're just... Steve. They're they're spreading everywhere. They kind of remind me of a smaller version of you. Remember in the movie The Mist oh. at the beginning, those first things that were landing on the grocery store and oh, the, on, the window, those. and uh-huh. the one thing sucks uh, injects the girl, and the girl's cheek yeah, inflates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of oh. remind me of small versions of that. I don't were, 
like that. Big, they could freak me out a little well, bit. But I live right near Ridley Creek State Park, and so Did you walk on the white trail. Uh, I, I I don't even know which hey, trails I walk on and stuff, but it, it won't bother you or anything. I like know, that. but they don't they don't sting, they don't land on you, they'll avoid you. But, but they're effing up the environment. But that's right? the thing. That, that's yeah. the problem. So yeah. people are saying if you walk along this white trail, and I don't know if it's just on the white trail. I'm not familiar with uh, Ridley Creek State Park case, but uh, it only takes a few minutes. They say before you can smell and see the colony of the invasive bug. Right yeah. now, they're feasting on the sap of their favorite tree, which is also an invasive species called the Tree of Heaven. It's a Chinese, it's a Chinese sumac. Uh, along with the stench, the flies leave behind a black kind of slime. Have you seen that, Preston? <laughs> no, I haven't and, noticed the slime. Uh, uh, that sap mixed with their excrement. Oh, they yeah. smell. Yeah. They leave trails of their own feces all over but the place. They're pretty. And, but they're making, pretty. and they're making poop syrup. They're making poop syrup. Yeah. It's a mix of sap and excrement. So More they, poop syrup, Mom, on my waffles. They've been known the to, kids just love poop syrup. They've been known to move from the tree of heaven to the uh, native maple trees and grape vines, although they can be aesthetically pretty. Uh, they could. This could mean serious damage for the maple and wine industries. Since they're so new to the area, different ways to kill them are just being trialed. Park officials say they're considering using insecticide once they're Ooh. gathered, but the flies jump, so like you said, Preston, it's hard to actually catch them. Somebody texted in, I don't know if this is true or not, it says they're fatal if ingested to humans and pets. Oh, lovely. Yeah, you've got two small dogs. Yeah, and you know, your cats would probably like to play with them. Play with, oh, they, right? Especially, if they're, outside, did especially they? if they're jumping. No, they don't. They, they, they never do that. They either rip them in half and leave them for me as a <laughs> gift. <laughs> or oh, that's it. But we, we make sure that they're, they're treated up and fed just right. Other methods being tested are to coat insecticides on the trees they feast on so they'll ingest the poison or simply cut down their food source. However, at this time, there's no clear path to stopping them and there are no known predators for them here. Park officials say that one way you can help stop these things uh, or any invasive species is to plant the native species on your property. That way they won't have much food to thrive on. The seagulls. This is this is another news. More seagulls. The seagulls. What's going on with seagulls? The seagulls in Ocean City, New Jersey, have become increasingly aggressive over the years. The shore town. I don't have a seagull sense, so we still have to do. That's good enough. The shore town is now deploying falcons, hawks, and owls to scare <coughs> off the seagulls. Either way, we can use the sound clip. <coughs> That are literally taking food right out of the hands of visitors to the city's famous boardwalk. For the health and safety of both the birds and humans, the city must take action to return the seagulls. So they're trying to return the seagulls to their natural diet and habitat, Mayor Jay Gillian wrote uh, in a message to residents. The birds of prey, also known as raptors, are managed by professional handlers from a company called East Coast Falcons. And Gillian said that wow. the seagulls will not be harmed. Couldn't we interest you in yeah. some lantern bugs? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, maybe. Mm-mm-mm. But the mayor is Gillian. That's Gillian's Wonderland Pier. Of course. Of course he's the mayor. Of course he's the mayor. Wow. The process is known as professional bird abatement. The raptors are trained to intimidate and scare nuisance birds like the seagulls, which will instinctively leave the area when they see birds of prey. East Coast Falcons say on their website that they routinely clear nuisance birds from buildings, farm fields, vineyards, and orchards. I'm looking at a video right now. Nick pulled up a, a Twitter post of uh, the guy holding one of these falcons on the boardwalk. Yeah. God, those things are just... Yeah, they just look like they're made to kill. I'd I love them. And, and by the way, I like how you say abatement. What uh, they're going to do is oh, rip them out of the sky. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this gentle, all right, move along, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 
You know what? Um, I was recently on the Ocean City Boardwalk, and I will say we had Jason and I had ice cream. We had vanilla ice cream in a cone, and those things were swooping down and that. trying to get the damn ice cream. Like it wasn't like it was pizza, fries. Mm-hmm. It was I, I, well, ice cream. Yeah, of course, ice cream's awesome. I know, but that that's just weird. They didn't, and it it almost landed on my head. Like it was I felt so the beautiful. wind, All right, the wind from its wing. Yeah. I, know how, I know how you feel about birds. So uh, in a battle of seagulls versus falcons, I at least uh, you're supporting the falcons on this one, right? Yeah, I'm supporting the falcons. Uh, all right. On this. I yeah. always, as a kid, wanted to, uh, you know, it was a dream of mine to be a falconer, Preston, to have a falcon. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it's difficult, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just they look so awesome, don't they? Yeah. So Gillian. What is- what did Dar? What did what would Dar? How would how you would call his? Oh, eagle. I, I had a styrofoam um, falcon. It was called Soar. It was from Mattel. I told you the story. Yeah, I went up to my roof, threw it off. <laughs> And there it went. <laughs> it was gone. Even my toy falcon abandoned me. <laughs> Took off. Uh, Gillian said in his message to residents that Ocean City's use of the program is believed to be the first of its kind in an East Coast shore town. The Raptors. I, the East Coast Falcons, I think, are really hip, guys. And the clothes uh, they good. wear. That's oh. good. Awesome. Hey, Steve. Hey, shut up, Kathy. No, I, I liked it. I said it was <laughs> awesome. It's a good joke you made. Did you not hear me? I like it, that. The Raptors. The Raptors and their handlers started patrolling the three-mile boardwalk on Saturday and will present from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily through August and possibly next summer again if needed. Okay. In 2015, a visitor from Pennsylvania whacked a seagull with a rolled-up beach towel, uh, breaking its wing and killing it. The man said that the seagull was attacking his two-year-old daughter as she tried to eat. Oh, no. Leave that for the Falcons. Yes. No, rip them apart. No, they said the seagulls are not going to be harmed. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah tell that to the falcon. Yeah. Talents the size of cars. Wait, they really said that? Yeah, that, it's it's a humane way to to have the seagulls go back to their natural habitat. They, they, they'll, listen, the, the image of them yeah. it'll frighten the majority of the seagulls away, but yeah. they're going to make an well, example tra- of one or two. They're but don't they use? Just, they're not. They're, they're trained. Animal, they're, they're trained. Birds. Sure, yeah. but there are, there are falcons that have moved into places like New York City, and they've just have, have they become pre- uh, predators for pigeons. You know, so they'll, they'll knock the pigeons right out of the sky. Yeah, I, yeah. I would think that they'll probably and, do the and same light thing. Light aircraft, here. Nick. Yeah. Uh, it, it, all right. So when Ocean City built that brand. New bridge, by the way, yeah, that yeah. goes from Summers Point to yes. uh, the Ninth Street Bridge. The seagulls were flying into it. Oh, they still are. Oh, That's are? the problem. You see dead <laughs> seagulls all, and so That's it's so su- weird. It is so weird. I mean, considering so, the fact that they're killing the billboard bridges, bridge. build the bridge right. on the boardwalk. <laughs> we need another bridge. build a by bridge way, that yeah. looks like a hot dog, Preston. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of deterrence, and, and I'll have to take a picture of this sometime. But there's there's a, a golf course not too far away from where I live, and there's a house that lives across the street from one of the uh, the holes there that has a pond on it. So. There are uh, geese that come in naturally. So this guy apparently doesn't want the geese in his yard. So he's put these decoys on his front yard, and they are the scariest looking things I've ever seen. What, what are they? It's of? essentially like a hunching wolf. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. you seen those? I have. I yep. mean, like with with crazy eye looking at yeah. them. Yeah. And do you think they work at all? Yes, but maybe to some extent. But I, I mean, is it worth? The way they look in your front yard. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I mean, it's, it looks weird. Uh, my wife, Claire, was friends or worked with a guy um, who whose second job and became his main job 
was providing um, dogs that would chase geese mm-hmm. off of airport runways. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the whole thing they did. Obviously, you saw like with Sully and the uh, you know the issue that birds can uh, yeah. cause for for uh, airliners. But that it's it's a huge problem. I know around lakes and so forth, like it, uh, the, where you, where people moor their boats, and uh, they, they a lot of times they'll put up a um, uh, an owl yes. decoy yeah, that'll yeah, yeah. try to scare away. Apparently, owls are, are badass from nesting. Yeah. There are uh, four or five fields, Preston, near uh, Radnor High School, and they have those uh, those like cardboard cutouts or whatever they are of of these wolf like creatures. Yeah, one of them is realistic. The other four always I, I'm like oh, oh wearing you tuxedos. Know, no, no, no. The other ones I'm like oh, you know they're kind of askew or you know they, they don't look as realistic but one gets me almost every time however i don't think any of them have scared off any of the geese that have ever come yeah, there. No. yeah. I don't know, maybe it's hit or miss there's an alarm you can put on your house that just hey, <laughs> yeah, that works. well hopefully this works because they have become increasingly aggressive over the years in sports this morning Sacks are yummy. The Phillies beat the Diamondbacks last night in Arizona. Yeah. And Vince nice. Velasquez had a week to remember. On Friday, the right-hander threw out a runner at home plate in the 14th inning to become the first major league pitcher to record an outfield assist in a game since 1950. Last night, he allowed two runs in a season-high seven innings to lead the Phillies to a 7-3 win over the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah. It's a new team. <laughs> We're the Diamondbacks. Scott, Scott Kingery well, Howard work. and Gene Segura drove in two runs for the Phils, who maintained their hold on a wild card spot in the National League. The series continues tonight, and Jake Arrieta will get the start. Game time is at 940. In NBA news, free agent Vince Carter has agreed to a deal to return to the Atlanta Hawks. Carter will play an NBA record 22nd season in uh, at the age of 42 ah! years old. With ah! With an exception that he will retire after the 2020 season. Carter also spent last season with Atlanta, averaging just over seven points in 17 minutes. Over his career, he also played for the Raptors, Nets, Magic, Suns, Mavericks, Grizzlies, and the Kings. Wow. And that's what I have for you this morning. I heard that uh, if he ends up playing on January 1st, 2020, he will become the first player in NBA history to play in four different decades. Play in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. Wow. It's pretty amazing. That is. All right. Well, welcome to uh, Tuesday morning at the uh, Preston Steve Show Gang. Happy to have you guys on board. We have a busy day today, so let's get right into it. Uh, our friend Kevin Smith is going to be getting in touch with us today. It's been a little while since we talked to Kevin, uh, but he is hosting a special showing of his new film, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. That'll be at the Philadelphia Film Center on uh, the 7th, so tomorrow. No, November. Uh, November 7th. <laughs> Two months from tomorrow. <laughs> Three months from tomorrow. I can't even get that math right. So anyhow, uh, we'll talk to Kevin. He's going to be on at 830. And then we have Mark Summers at 9. There's no way that's going to happen. Kevin Smith oh, does dear. 45 minutes minimum off of one question. I, I'm so, so I'm doing we'll all see. this research for Kevin Smith, and I'm going through all this stuff. I go, what the hell am I doing? I know. How you doing, Kevin, is the only question you need. Yep. Right. yep. I'm yeah. going to admit, sometimes if I'm on the phone and somebody's going and going and going and going, like I have something else to do, I'll just hang up and text. I'm like, hey, lost you. So maybe we could try that. <laughs> Are you serious? No, but he has 100% so, I've done that. He's the he's the, the, the antithesis of that because he's incredibly engaged. He's got so yeah. much good stuff to say. It's Especially with the movie. Uh, so, yeah, Mark Summers is in town and Mark has got 
nothing going on to promote. He just wants to stop in, and he's a good, close, personal friend, so we love having him in. But we're, we're going to play a game right? with him. Yeah. We're going to play a game with him. We have a chance for you to win some stuff. So, of course, he's the hostess with the mostest, so he'll be here for all that. And... We have legendary tattoo artist James Vaughn stopping in today. Mm. Uh, He is from Ink Masters Season 1 and 7, I believe. Uh, But uh, he is going to be giving a Tattoos Day tattoo to Jackie Wildwood. No. Jackie's her name. All right. And he's going to be at the Wildwood Tattoo Convention uh, this weekend. You go to villainarts.com for the details. And we have the Dunkin' Donuts Cooling Caravan of Love going yes. on this morning. Very so excited about we this. We have uh, our calendar girls that are heading out today. We have the uh, the Cooling Caravan loaded up with iced coffee from our friends in Duncan. We're going to hit three different locations, work sites this morning. We'll check in with them and uh, just spread a little bit of uh, love this morning and uh, make sure everybody's cool at the work site. Uh, it's going to be sort of steamy today, right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be humid, most yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, the high's only in the mid-80s, but it's going to feel much warmer than that because this front's going to come in later on and clear that out. So this morning is going to be kind of a, a, a bit of a soppy atmosphere. So uh, we'll help those guys cool off to get started today. So we'll keep you uh, up to speed with what's going on there. And i uh, got some entertainment stuff on the way, stupid question, all that. So we'll take a break, come back, and dive right into it all. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do the stupid question thingy, and we're going to give away a pair of Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair tickets for the correct answer to this. So, monarch butterflies lay eggs only on what plant? Hmm. I think you might have to look this one up. 215-263-WMMR. Monarchs will lay eggs only on which plant? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays today. It is... Tuesday, August 6th. It's M. Night Shyamalan's birthday today. Oh, man. Knight is 49 years old today. He's so a maybe, great guy. Yeah, maybe we'll do something special for him on his 50th, on his, you know, his, his big uh, milestone birthday next year. The question is getting him to attend. We have to throw him so, like a surprise party. Yeah, maybe we can do that. <laughs> Let's throw, see throw a surprise up. party at his house and have his security team shoot us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, yeah, we, we got to get back in touch with Knight. Maybe, maybe... He heard that I, I thought glass was just okay, and, and that bothered oh, him. I don't know. It. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I, I, no, because because honestly, we he knows he's not. Uh, he knows it, it wasn't good. No, no, uh. no, 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 I, no. I I actually thought it was better than you thought. You yeah. know, but I I I know what you were saying. But uh, no, I I think that uh, you know he knows what a fan we are of his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so celebrate a birthday along with Mr. Shyamalan today. He's 49. Oh, you know what might have happened? Mm-hmm. You probably talked to Bradley Cooper. Oh, oh yeah. No. no. Think there's some jealousy oh, there? No, our That's biggest, weird. our biggest celebrity friends eventually, you know, ghost us. Yeah. It always happens. Although, I watched The Star is Born for the third time yesterday. What? I love that movie. I think it is awesome. Uh, so happy birthday night, Shyamalan. Go watch The Star is Born today. <laughs> for your birthday. Uh, Jerry Hollowell. Yeah. Ginger Spice uh, turns 47 years old today. I dug her. Still dug her. I had a big crush on every single one of those girls. Your favorite was Sporty. Yeah, yeah, for some reason. Uh, But Jerry turning uh, 47 years old today. 
Uh, actress Vera Farmiga. I love her. Is uh, 46 years old today. Yeah, she's great, man. She's great in The Conjuring. Uh, she is? Yeah, isn't she in The Conjuring? I guess so. You know what? I never saw The Conjuring. <laughs> Uh, but I did see her in Up in the Air, yeah, which I thought she was great in, and The Departed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's in The Conjuring 2. She is in The Conjuring 2, okay. And apparently, uh, she's in The Conjuring 3, which is filming right now. Is that Annabelle Comes Home? Or no, Annabelle, she's also in Annabelle Comes Home, but that's not a Conjuring film. Oh, okay. That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're home! <laughs> Call her I'm Annabelle. here! <laughs> I brought you a pound cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vera is 46 today. Uh, Melissa George, actress from Grey's Anatomy, Mulholland Drive, amongst other things, is uh, 43. Meaningless. Adrian Curry, or Adrienne, I guess is how you say her. She remember she was married to Christopher Knight for a oh, while. Yes, yeah. yeah, she was, and they had a reality show, two reality shows, and they had one where Florence Henderson was giving them marriage advice. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember. And now she's um, she's a big cosplayer. Uh, yeah, she's a beautiful young lady. She's 37 today. Uh, Vinnie Vincent, former lead guitarist for Kiss for a hot moment after Ace was out of the band. And then he had the Vinnie Vincent invasion. <laughs> uh, but he is uh, 67 years old today. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, is that how you say her I last name? I love her, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Star Trek, she's in the new Star Trek series, too. In The Mummy. Uh, yeah. Yep, she is... 57 today. And then the last birthday, you mentioned Star Trek. Uh, Catherine Hicks was in Star Trek for the Voyage Home. And, of course, she was on Seventh Heaven. She was the mom on that. The show. original Child's Play, too. She was the mom. No way. Yes, oh, she yeah. was. Wow, I'd have yeah. to go back and see that. So she's 68 today. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Monarch butterflies will lay eggs only on which plant? 215-263-WMMR. And it is Sherry. We're going to look for an answer for. Hi, Sherry. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Sherry. Do you know the answer? Milkweed. 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 Yeah. I've never heard of milkweed. Hang on, Sherry. We give you a pair of Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair tickets, and you can celebrate Her Majesty's Coronation Day Saturdays and Sundays at the PA Renaissance Fair right off the Turnpike exit 266. Discount tickets at parenfair.com. Uh, let's get right into stuff here. Bachelor Nation contestants <laughs> seem to be moving up in the world. First Bachelorette alum Wells Adams got engaged to A-lister Sarah Hyland. Yes. And now Tyler Cameron is reportedly shacking up with one of the world's top models, Gigi Hadid. So he goes from Hannah B., right, uh, after their, their little reconciliation at the end of The Bachelorette. On to, again, as you said, one of the top models in the world. He's doing quite well for himself. He's yeah. a good-looking dude. On Sunday, the 26-year-old Bachelorette finalist was spotted out and about at Brooklyn's Dumbo House with Hadid. Look at his ears. Before uh, heading over to the 24-year-old's Manhattan apartment. He's got big ears. Uh, so according to a spy, they told Page Six, she came out of the main entrance by Amandine Bakery. Mm-hmm. He walked around to the alley on the left by Smile to Go. But no one was buying it. Her car picked him up there, and then they went into the garage at her apartment. So and, they're, they're uh, trying to they, evade the press. They were hanging out until at least 2 a.m. Mm. Uh, this all, all comes with an added scoop of drama because Cameron was just spotted with Hannah Brown, who asked him out on live TV after dumping fiance Jed Wyatt. 
Uh, wait, so this isn't the same guy. Tyler Cameron isn't the... Uh... Isn't he the same one who left Tyler? Wasn't he the one who she went with at the end of The Bachelorette? Uh, wait a minute. Is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, that's the... That's was, the dude, the second runner-up. Runner yeah. And so they were supposed to go out on a date. Let's go out for some oh. drinks. So he's with Hannah B. And then not too much later, he's with Gigi Preston. There are too many studs to keep track of. I know. Here, Steve, I'm sorry. Uh, so so he was photographed outside her L.A. home on Friday. So, But Hadid and Cameron have been eyeing each other for a while as eagle-eyed fans. Yeah, I like you. They started following each other on Instagram in July. <laughs> Uh, adding fuel to the fire, a source tells E that Cameron and Brown had a great night in L.A. Could you imagine the conversation? It must have been scintillating. But aren't planning on pursuing anything serious because they live across the country from each other. That's four. Uh, one thing is certain. Cameron will not be considered as next season's Bachelor. Oh, that's interesting. According to Chris Harrison, he said if Tyler is bouncing around from girl to girl and loving the life and enjoying the limelight, which, by the way, good on him, that's fine. But he's not exhibiting the kind of fidelity they demand from a Bachelor. If that's what you want to do right now, I don't blame him. He's probably enjoying life really, really well, but that's not someone we're going to want to have as our Bachelor or Bachelorette. They want someone with old world values, Preston. That's what they who need. Who doesn't mind living in a house with 30 women. Mm -hmm, exactly. Uh, Dakota Johnson appears to have had some dental work done, and uh, some people on Twitter are not pleased about it. The actress was photographed grinning at the premiere of The Peanut Butter Falcon, and fans noticed that her gap-toothed smile has transformed. Oh, they didn't fix it, did they? Uh, one fan grieved, woke up to find out Dakota Johnson no longer has her tooth gap. I'll cry myself back to sleep. I like the gap. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, Johnson may have more pressing matters to think about. Just after news broke that she and her longtime love, Chris Martin, split, they were photographed getting cuddly in the Hamptons. So, did they split and they're still cuddly? Or so. they haven't split and they're uh, cuddly? I, I think they've split and they're cuddly. It's probably rebound stuff, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> I, I celebrate the imperfection, don't you, as well? I like imperfections in people. It's not that she had a David Letterman size gap, but it right. was it was a little bit of character. Uh, I'll take her either way. All right, yeah, I think they both look good. She yeah. got it fixed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the forty-two-year-old Coldplay frontman was even spotted giving the twenty-nine-year-old star a piggyback ride. Oh, oh my God, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm swooning. I know. By the way, uh, Peanut Butter Falcons at 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's uh, the one with Shia LaBeouf and uh, they, coming the, the out actor with Down syndrome. Uh, yeah, the actor with Down syndrome, and it's coming out on uh, this Friday. Wow! Oh. Uh, I think it's uh, select. I'm sorry, select theaters to start, uh, and then a wider release. But uh, yeah, it, uh, I think we're going to be talking to some of the people associated with the movie in the next week or two. All right, that's out of 15 reviews. Yeah, but it's a good start. Yeah, absolutely. So, what's going on with Lindsay Lohan and the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia? I'm sorry, I don't kiss and tell. Mohammed <laughs> bin Salman is his name. Hey, Sababin bin Dalbin. Rumors are... <laughs> Mohammed bin Salman. Salman bin Dagbin, I love you. Mohammed bin Salman. Bal what? Rumors are circulating that the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, who many critics say is a dictator and the real power behind the throne of his father, King Salman... And the perpetually beleaguered Lilo have formed a special relationship of some sort. Wait a second, get roast beef? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some believe that he is a dictator and the real power behind, behind the throne of his father, King Salman. 
So sources spill that he flies her around on his jets and showers her with presents, even gifting her with a credit card. It's a Discover card. It pays you for every purchase. Uh, a rep denies the claim. What's in your wallet? What's in your wallet? But sources insist that Lindsay, who has oh, been uh, based partly in Dubai for a few years, is uh, regularly courted by Middle Eastern dignitaries. Look at this picture of her. Yeah. She looks so much older than she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah she agree. has effed herself up. Yeah. How old is she? she I'm going to guess in her 30s. Uh, yeah, yeah. D- yeah, early 30s. No question. So Lindsay has become increasingly interested in... I love dictators. ...in Saudi culture of late. And yeah, Kim Jong-un, this is Lindsay. <laughs> last year declared... Her intention to make an all-female film dubbed Frame about Saudi Arabian life. I want to make an all-female version of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> it is an all-female. It's already God damn it. <laughs> if Lindsay is, in fact, good friends with him, uh, she wouldn't be the first Hollywood star to cavort with dictators Kim Jong-un and Dennis Rodman. Hillary Swank and Robzon uh, Kadrov. Yes. Uh, Steven Seagal and Vladimir Putin are just a few of the reported Hollywood political odd couples. So Lindsay might be, uh, I don't know, tight <sighs> with uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bam Margera's plea for help from Dr. Phil has worked. TMZ reports the troubled TV personality who's reportedly struggled with addiction and uh, interpersonal issues for years, met with Dr. Phil, as he wished, yesterday. I was watching Preston, so there are about nine videos that Bam posted on his Instagram, him in a hotel room, uh, pleading for Dr. Phil, talking about all sorts of aspects of his life that's in disarray now. Complaining about his wife. April, his his wife, um, and, and all of these things. Uh, He's you talking know, about his son. Yeah, uh, listen, we, sad. we've known mm-hmm. Bam for a long time, but I don't care what this. He's in a really bad, desperate way, and yeah. so, and then when he started calling out for Doctor Phil, I'm like, "What the hell's going on here? What's, well, he, what is it? Yeah. But he was in the parking lot of where Doctor Phil is filmed. The, the, the Instagram videos I saw were all in a hotel room, one right after another, going through different people that he's. Uh, uh, he one is. of them, he says, "I'm." Or maybe he tweeted, I'm standing in the parking lot. Can you please help me? Or something okay. something along those lines. Maybe was that a, was later. There was also another one where it looked like he was being told by a security guard on the lot of Dr. Phil. Like, you got to go. Or, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell. I Listen, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, any psycho itch. It yes. Is there's no ist. Like You're no ist. No, I'm no ist. But, uh, listen... It's just, it's time to grow up. And yeah. for some people, that's very, very hard to do. Some people, it's just, they're not wired that way. You know what I mean? And I think Bam is kind of one of those guys. And it's mm-hmm. going to take a while to get him to uh, change his way. I don't know anything about this May stuff. Not. All I know is that you you would, from a, a casual observer and a guy, we've known him for so long. And he's always been a good guy, nice to the show. And there's so much to live for and, you know, so much to stay positive about. That's not going to work with for someone who's in the kind of state that he's in. But I guess the first step is looking for help. Mm. So hopefully, for whatever he can do, Dr. Phil can assist him with this. Yeah. So sources tell the site that Dr. Phil will try to get uh, Bam into rehab following their private session. The meeting is being taped, though there is no studio audience. So I hope he can get the help that he needs. He's a big fan of animal therapy, Preston. So yeah. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. That's what he prescribed <laughs> yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Huh. 
Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Denise Richards is thanking fans who noticed her thyroid was swollen. A few of you pointed out, she said, after the uh, reunion... Girls can be so catty about each other's thyroids. ...that my thyroid was enlarged, (laughs) she wrote on Instagram. And you were right. It was something I ignored until pointed out. Uh, And she said, eliminating gluten did the trick. I took gluten out of my (laughs) diet. I never felt better. Just removing one little thing has really improved the quality of my life. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe you need to put gluten back. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's horrible. It sounds horrible. Who was the guy who was on one of the home improvement shows? It was... Flipper flop, but it was a Tariq, uh, yeah. uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, a viewer saw that he had a a lump in uh, where his thyroid is, and they they found out he had uh, thyroid cancer. Had it yeah. uh, removed and taken care of, and now he's alive. Uh, but she said, "Yeah, eliminating gluten did the trick, and now she's back to normal." Uh, it just feels so good. <laughs> My old self again. She says, it's amazing to me, in a short time, eliminating gluten from my diet, how much my thyroid has changed. She, Denise Richards was such the girl next door. When you Remember when you first saw her years and years and years ago, like Starship Troopers and stuff? Uh, I thought she was the sexiest girl next yeah. door I've ever seen. And uh, there's, there's been a lot of work done. She said, I had no idea how much our diet really can affect our body and, uh, for me, how toxic gluten really is. Uh, I thank all of you who sent the messages. So, uh, so you got it looked at it and got it worked out. Got it looked at, I should say. People are pointing at a thyroid. Uh, Emma Watson has launched a free hotline for women in England and Wales that aims to offer specialized legal advice for women dealing with sexual harassment in the workplace. For both women and Wales? Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, England and Wales. Oh! Uh, in a statement, she said she hopes that it will help women understand what your rights are and how you can assert them and uh, the choices you have. So, What's she been working on recently besides that? Don't know. Um, she did that movie. Did you see that movie with Tom Hanks where he was... It got lame reviews. Oh, the circle. For, for good reason. Yeah. And it, I didn't see it. it. Like a circle that went nowhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. The New York Comedy Festival has set its headliners for the 16th annual edition this November. And it looks like it's going to be quite the party. Stephen Colbert, uh, Trevor Noah, and Bill Maher are among the headliners to anchor the festival, which will feature more than 200 comedians in 100 shows across New York City. It's um, a lot of comedy. Man. Hey, did you guys, speaking of New York comedy, uh, did you guys see about what happened with uh, Big J Okerson's uh, manager over no, the weekend? No, what happened? He was murdered. Are you kidding? Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was really, really sad. But, uh, yeah, so Big J had this post about... Um, uh, his manager, but he didn't like indicate like what happened. He just said he passed away in the most violent murdered. ways. So I, I, I did a little bit of research, and as it turns out, he had a nanny, and the nanny's ex boyfriend uh, was psycho. And thankfully, the the manager's wife and kids weren't at home at the time. But like this dude went in and killed the nanny and, and killed Big J's Whoa. manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's his name's Dave. Um, uh, what, Kimowitz. Kimowitz. Yeah. So. Did he manage any other uh, comedians' case? I, I, so he owned a, a club out there. Uh, so he, um, a stand comedy club, it says. Yep. Yeah. Oh my Wait, god! That was in the news, Casey. Yeah. Oh, I okay. I, I didn't realize. Oh, god, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big J must be. De- I mean, J must be destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because you know he was he was integral in in <clears throat> his success uh, in, in his success, especially over the last you know five to seven years, Jay's. You know, kind of gone up. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you know, comedy specials and 
uh, you know, podcasts and radio shows and all that sort of stuff. And Dave was like very, very instrumental in all that. That's happening. horrible. And not only that, but was like a a really great guy on top of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's terrible to hear no matter how it happened, but the fact that it was a, a murder like mm. that makes it that much and more. He crazy. seemed to be a collateral. Ah, that's terrible. Yep. Well, victim. All right, moving on to lighter news. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Scorsese's breathlessly anticipated mob pick, The Irishman, is set uh, has set its international premiere uh, that at uh, BFI London Film Festival, which is October second through the thirteenth. So that's the first time that it'll be shown internationally. Preston, they're saying this is the movie that Rocky and Bullwinkle should have been. <laughs> wow. Uh, so Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci, and many others, will close the festival. Uh, Scorsese commented on the London birth, saying, I'm extremely honored to be having the international premiere of The Irishman at the closing night of the BFI London Film Festival. This picture was many years in the making. It's a project that Robert De Niro and I started talking about a long time ago, and we wanted to make it the way it needed to be made uh, it's also a picture that all of us could only have made at this point in our lives. We're all very excited to be bringing the Irishman to London. All right, so here's a quick question. Who do you find more interesting to watch on screen? You're talking two major heavyweights, Pacino or De Niro. Who who do you find yourself? Me personally? Yeah. Pacino. I, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 I just, love I, De Niro. I, I couldn't put my finger on exactly why, but I've always liked Al Pacino a little yeah. bit more. You know, there are little weird. things I, he does. I, I yeah. like De Niro more. Yeah. yeah, I just I think um, I, I, I know I know I know people love Pacino, but I think he's a little one or two note kind of actor for me. I love them both, but if you yeah. look at look at the character that propelled him to the forefront, is a genuinely stoic character, and then you look at the scenery chewing character he played in Scent of a Woman, yeah. the absolute opposite of that. I, I want to take all three of those guys, uh, Pacino, De Niro, and... Start a barbershop quartet? <laughs> no. And uh, oh, Pesci. Uh, Pesci. Who, is is Joe the shortest? Because they're all little guys. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Yeah. Joe's by far the shortest. Because yeah. there is all, there's a, and I can't take it out of my mind, there's a still uh, shot that I've seen of the movie where uh, De Niro's walking next to Pacino, and, and De Niro's got lifts on his shoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Frankenstein lifts, <laughs> yep. because the, yeah. he's the, he's playing the Irish bodyguard right, to right. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. So he has to tower over him a bit, and it really looks like uh, Herman Munster. Yeah. How many mob movies has Scorsese done? Uh, uh, the a majority lot. of his work that? Mean Streets. Uh, well, the Goodfellas. The Departed. Um... Casino was that Casino, him? yeah. Jeez, yeah. uh, <clears throat> he seems to be associated. His most celebrated films are, you know, are those movies yeah, and yeah. his relationship with De Niro. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Yep. Which is not a mob movie, but it's gritty. Yep. All right. So uh, that's going to be in uh, at the BFI London Film Festival in October. Uh, former first daughter Jenna Bush Hager. Has given birth to her third child and first son with husband Henry Hager. And there is he is he in any way associated with Hager Slacks? I don't know. What I do know is Henry Harold Hal Hager. That's Stop a horrible it. name. Was born on Friday. That's Henry Harold Hal Hager. Henry Hager Harahura. And uh, joins older sisters Mila, who is six, and three year old Poppy. The down where you know <laughs> is always a little too tight. Uh, the Today with Hoda and Jenna. Let's see if you can't leave me about it. an age from the, where the zipper 
pins around uh, under my back of my bunghole. Yes, Mr. President. <laughs> yes, we'll get right on that, sir. Uh, so the uh, today with uh, Hoda and Jenna co-host is one of former President George W. Bush and Laura Bush's 37-year-old twin daughters along with Barbara Bush, by the way. Uh, let's see. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, how do about we? this? Yeah, how about this? Uh, Heidi Klum and Tokyo Hotel musician Tom Kulitz. Or call it. I don't know how the hell you say it. We got, yeah, got legally married in February, but they celebrated their love in front of family and friends on Saturday in Capri, Italy. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, this is not a Heidi Klum match. Yeah, I, he, wasn't she with Seal? It was yeah. Seal and with, for uh, yeah, for a long time. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, this guy just, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Take a look at him. It just doesn't seem a matchup. Uh, he has long hair and a beard and mustache. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, is he? I mean, yeah. Seal is the picture I, sin, man. I think Seal's a good-looking guy. He's got a couple of craters, but he's still good. No, this dude's he's in really good craters. shape. Look at his arms there. So uh, Maybe I just saw a terrible picture. She just likes, uh, you know, she's into the kind of rough-looking guy right now, I guess, because he looks like a, you know, he's a rocker, He's got, but he's got a full facial you know, full on like a gib, bushy beard, a gib, like a berry gib. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you're a gib. Uh, so anyhow, they got married, and Clum's uh, parents, Erna and Gunther, were in attendance. Yeah, as well as her children, daughters Lenny and Lou, and her sons Henry and Jonah. Who's Lou? Yeah, or Johan. I'm sorry. Who's Lou? <laughs> yeah, well, Lou is one of her kids, <laughs> uh, one of her daughters actually. Who's Lou? Yeah, Lou. All right, uh, we're ready for clips, folks. Where the hell are they? Oh, here they are. <laughs> the 100 features the survivors of a nuclear apocalypse returning to Earth to find that a clan is now living on the planet. In this clip, Eliza Taylor and Bob Morley discuss how interpreting their scripts is a test every week. Here we go. It always is. It always has been. Yeah. Like, we never know what we're going to read. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what makes, Sometimes. you know, our writers so clever and awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it's a challenge, which is great. We always have to kind of work yeah. hard okay, to try to figure it out this, and go, okay, <laughs> right, yeah. now we're going to get away with that this, yeah. this time. Hi! Uh, season 6 of The 100 concludes tonight at 9 p.m. tonight on The CW. You've been reporting on it for all six seasons. And, I have. Uh, every time it comes up, we're like, what? I know. I I, it actually looks like it could be interesting. Critically, it gets a lot of uh, yeah. very good reviews. It's certainly been strong enough ratings-wise for The CW to hold on to it, but I'm like, well. Here's the next clip. The new show, Pennyworth, follows Batman's legendary butler, Alfred Pennyworth, a former British SAS soldier, as he forms a security company and goes to work with the Wayne family patriarch. Here, Jack Bannon discusses what drew him to the project. Bruno's script, Bruno Heller, our showrunner, his fantastic script was what grabbed me. Mm-hmm. There's, and and the, the world in which this is set, was the first thing that excited me. At almost a whole page, he yeah. describes uh, this 1960s London, but a DC 1960s London. Oh! Uh, Pennyware there is tonight, 9 p.m., and that is on Epics. So if you want to see that, there you go. This is the same people that did Gotham. Did okay. This. Is that a part of uh, Alfred's lore? Of working with uh, the... it is now. Okay, they made know. they made it part of his lore in Gotham, and I, to be honest, I'm not sure. I is. I had no I'm, idea. He had I'm that kind of a yeah. background, and he was a badass at one point. Yeah. 
Well. All right, and there you go, your entertainment report, my friends. We have a lot to get to today, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to have Mark Summers in our studio. Our good friend Kevin Smith is going to be talking about uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and we have the Duncan Cooling Caravan on the road today. Had to do a few uh, different work sites. So Alexa, Brittany, and Julie from our Totally Office calendar and our buddy Rick are all headed out Yes, uh, to spread the love and the coolness of some iced coffee from Duncan. We'll check in with them, and we also have... Legendary tattoo artist James Bond from Ink Masters stopping in today to give a Tattoos Day to Jackie. And he'll be appearing at the Wildwood Tattoo Convention this weekend. Details at VillainArts.com. We'll come back with that and more when we return. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Shall we check in with the Cooling Caravan? Yes. yes. Our friends. Yo. Thank you. Cool friends at Duncan have uh, set us up with all kinds of iced coffee this morning and uh, sent the the crew, and by the crew I mean our buddy Rick and from the MM Army, Alexa, Brittany, and Julie from our Totally Office calendar to various work sites today to help uh, get them started off the right way. And so the first location we are headed to is the Episcopal Academy. There's some re- renovations that are going on. And let's uh, see. I think we have Rick on the line. Hey, Rick, are you there? Hey, Press, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. How are you so far? Uh, we're doing awesome right now. I have Corey here with us from the construction crew and the girls and Duncan. Nice. So, Corey, Nick, uh, the, you were the one who got in touch with everybody. Corey Klaus is who we're talking about yeah, here. So right. apparently yeah, so they're, they're working on a brand new cafeteria at this place, and uh, there's a whole lot of construction guys. They're talking about how beautiful the campus is, and uh, they entered to win, and uh, lo and behold, we picked them, and here we are. Very good. Well, Rick, can we say hi to Corey real quick? Absolutely. Here he is. All right. Let's... Hey, how you guys doing? Yay. Hey, Corey, we're doing good. How are you, man? I'm doing fantastic, brother. Thank you guys so much for this. Absolutely. We love doing it. How many uh, people do you have usually working on the site? Uh, The past couple of days, it's been like 25 to 30, but, you know, we'll have a huge showing right now, but they'll show up here eventually. Very, very cool. So, listen, nothing, you got a nice cooling caravan of some Dunkin' Donuts love and our calendar girls. Is it making the morning a little bit more bearable? Oh, man, I've been this excited to be at work in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) How long are you guys going to be working on the academy there? Uh, It's been about, like, two months so far. We have about another couple weeks to a month to go. Okay. Uh, Nice. Listen, it hasn't been flat-out comfortable, but it hasn't been an insane summer, so it's, it's had to have gone by fairly decently for you guys. Yeah, this isn't the worst one I've had. That's for sure. Uh, I'm sure it can get pretty dicey for you, but this is this is all about enjoying the, uh, as they say, the liquid love and the uh, the lovely ladies <laughs> from our calendar. So yeah. have a good Absolutely. time. Well, thanks for checking <laughs> thanks in, for and thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate it, Corey. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. You bet. Let me talk to uh, Rick again, if you don't mind. Sure, I'm right here, Press. Hey, all right. So, uh, Rick, what all do they send out in the uh, the caravan with Duncan? Do you have uh, different flavored iced coffees, yes, or is it more? Do. They have fat guy, definitely fat guy flavors. Fat uh, guy flavors. There's a heat bar and cookies and cream iced coffee. So fat guy approved. All right, fat guy approved. I love it. Thank if Rick's you. in, they're good. I'm, I'm believing you. I believe you, Rick. All right, dude. Keep up the good work. We'll check in with you through the course of the show. Okay. All right, talk to you later. Rick Meraki. Yeah. From the MM Army and a stand-up comedian as well. You yes, he is. around town from time to time. And uh, Alexa, Brittany, and Julie. 
Three of our absolute finest from uh, the Totally Office calendar, Fat Guy Flavors. <laughs> He's Heath, right, though. That's Heath good stuff. Cookies, yummy. All right, I so. don't even know what Heath is, but I like the taste of it. It's uh, it's toffee. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Right. Heath, Heath bars are uh, chocolate-covered toffee. I was introduced uh, in, in the ice cream. It was the first time I'd ever had it, and I didn't, I'd never had a Heath bar on its own, but then oh. it was uh, like the Heath bar crunch or whatever, and I was like, oh, this is delicious. But I and now I can't. Have, I still can't really have the Heath bar on its own in ice cream. I'll take it. Toffee is so good, but I, you can OD on it. Yes, I absolutely. Mean, it is, I think it may be the sweetest of the candies. Yeah, uh, and I think it might have molasses in it too, or something like that. That gives it that flavor. But it's yeah, it's crazy yummy. Absolutely. Hey, I have a question. Um, we ju- we we went on vacation a few weeks ago. Return, and I think Nick brought this up. Who has not fully unpacked from their vacation yet? I have not. You have not. Anybody it gives else? me anxiety. Nick has not either. Yeah. I finally did it. It took me a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I, I do find that if I unpack immediately, I'm, I'm happier that I did it. But Kathy? Within the first hour of getting home, everything is put away. Every single piece of, every item All in right. that suitcase is placed where it should be. So I, I brought this up <laughs> sort of in casual conversation in the, in the kitchen uh, last week when we got back. And I I had barely... you showed me a cute picture of, of Mabel in right. your Yeti. Yeah, I had barely finished... Was- this is your cat? My cat, yeah. Mabel. Yeah, our cat, Mabel, uh, was was My helping. grandmother. <laughs> My, yeah, well, we wanted to give her an old lady name, so, <laughs> yeah. we, so we picked Mabel. Mabel. And um, so we, I was just sort of having a conversation with Kathy about unpacking the process therein, and uh, I, I had barely finished. The, I hadn't even finished the question. She started talking about how much anxiety <laughs> she had just from the photo because there was still stuff on the living room floor where I have not put things away yet. I'm curious as to people listening right now who have a bag that is still not unpacked, and how long ago they you set away. that down? Yeah. Because it has happened before where I'm like, oh, that's where that shirt is. <laughs> I love that uh-huh. outfit. Oh, yes. And it's been six months so yeah. or things something you, ridiculous uh, like that. It's kind of a, a little bonus. I, <laughs> I am uh, I'm exactly in Kathy's camp. I, <laughs> oh, yeah? I bolt. Right away. Uh, everything that's dirty goes into <laughs> the hamper. Course. The suitcase gets clean. Toiletries get put put aside. Yep. I replace the toiletries because I keep toiletries in every bag that I use just, you know, to so have them set to go. Right. And then, boom, in the closet, done. You, you would guys, never know I was on vacation. You guys could room together. We, yeah. No problem. Yeah, we could. Uh-huh. I mean, everything yeah. about the cleanliness, <laughs> the order, all of you it. You guys could have, have yeah. sex as well. No, because we both, we, we, it's antiseptic. We yeah. wouldn't want that. No, but Steve doesn't, Steve doesn't have a prostate, so there's no cleanup. Oh God, yeah. You guys are made for each other. You really should, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no mess. Oh, yeah. I, I, did you finish? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, and I could drink, and you could drive yeah, me around. That too. You keep, oh my god. That's right. drink. I, I, it's amazing. But I, on that level, I understand. It, I, and by the way, I always say to Claire as we come in the house from like any trip, I'll bring I'll bring your bags upstairs. Right, I, I get them right upstairs because I don't I don't like luggage and stuff on the table. Oh no. Yeah. And, and, and and travel brochure and whatever. I hate that. Get it done. And I don't know what it is, but it's it's just but, part of me. You know, like I'm actually kind of in between both of you because when I come in when I came in, like I have to walk through my laundry room. So I, I do make a pit stop in the okay. laundry room and I throw all of my dirty stuff into that's into the washing machine. Sometimes the washing machine uh, starts and sometimes it doesn't, but at least it's out You're there. of... It's out of the bag. At least it's out of the bag. But still, like I, I went from... Because I, I went out west, you know, uh, Grand Canyon, stuff like that. Um, and then right from there, I went down the shore and then my family has been down the shore ever since. So my, 
my my suitcase has been in my wife's spot on the bed since we got back. <laughs> no. Plus and there's and there's only a couple of things no. in the suitcase. So, well, I mean, you're in transit too. I mean, you you've been moving around a lot, so yeah. I think that buys you a little bit of leeway, at least in my book, probably. Yeah, yeah. Kathy and Steve. No, thank you. Uh, I saw a, a math equation, Kathy. This is going to just um, piss you off. It okay. says length of the trip times two. That's how long you have to unpack. So if the, if the length of the trip what? is... Who yeah, said that? Uh, Mandy, Mandy said what on Twitter okay. says that you, you have at least uh, the length of the trip times two, and that's how long you have to unpack. What I like to do is when I get home, set all the stuff aside, and the stuff that I haven't unpacked, those will be the clothes that I wear for the next week or so, and then I'll put them in the laundry. In okay. the laundry? Yeah. That, I like that. Okay. Now, here's where I what I run into. I usually don't have uh, trouble with the, the clothes and what to do with them, and I, and I do separate. And like this last vacation we took, we had... Um, we had washer and dryer, so yes. everything was clean when we got home. It was That's easy. Put it away, no problem. But it's but it's all the stuff that you accrue while on vacation, all the tchotchkes, all the little things that you pick up. I don't know what to do with them when I get home. Like I, I have all these, you know, like we went to Hawaii, so I have these lays, and I have these uh, just just things that we picked up, and they're just kind of laying in a pile on the floor right now. That's- you know what? I'm fairly tchotchkeless when I when I when I go, I don't pick up a lot of stuff. I, I like to pick th- stuff. I know, and that's it's yeah. wonderful, and you, and you have you have wonderful little keepsakes and, yeah. and and things like that. It's for, for me, it's the pictures. So if you have pictures, there, there you that's that's your keepsake, and I don't have a lot of stuff to go through, but I. I go through I love every you, every every <laughs> pocket of the of the luggage. Yes, everything. Everything has to be emptied. You might I, need that at some point. And if you've been to a, a place that has a beach, you take the bag outside. Outside, and you dump the sand. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I love you, um, <laughs> Preston. Somebody told me once: uh, get a box. You know, not a, a giant box, but get a box and anything that you want to keep from from really any part of your life. But it could include vacation, yeah. and make sure it fits in that box. So if you have, if you want to keep a lei or a shell necklace or something from Hawaii, yeah. you know, put it in the box, but don't keep. You know, five that What's everyone from box? your family brought home. You, do you mean take it with you on the vacation? No, no, no. Or, like oh, when, when you get back, like when you get back, and you okay. put so, so you don't need everyone's lay. Crap, if you need, right. If you want to keep something from Hawaii, you put one in that box. Okay, I um, like just that. so it doesn't accrue when you don't have like a you know a big huge That's pile. A good idea. But Nick, what also bothers me about you uh, is. <laughs> By the way, we must remember that Nick left, leaves his Christmas or had been leaving his Christmas every yes. year round, and his TV remained on for seven oh, years. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. I've amended no. some things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> there have been modifications. You're yeah. getting better. Uh, I've improved. No, you unpacked your spring break luggage. Yeah. No, Nick, that it that it was in your living room too. Yeah. Like right. I could I well, could almost be like okay. Nick didn't unpack, but why in God's name is it in your living room? Put I, it in the bedroom. You know, honestly, like, we don't do a lot of living in our living room. It's sort of an, uh, a room that not a lot of people spend time in. It's not the TV, the chief TV room. So if it if it's clutter that's in people's way, I can see that getting, you know, getting to right. um, okay. getting to you. But I find a sense <laughs> of accomplishment if I'm able to, uh, to not unpack something entirely and then use that same bag on the next trip somewhere. Like, if I've hung <laughs> on to it, haven't put everything away, I'm like, oh, yeah. My, my one variation on that is that I learned a while ago is that again I have all all every bag has its set toiletries every bag has a razor a toothbrush toothpaste uh shaving cream all that stuff so that I never have to say oh I'm always good to go with that I never have to do that so I make sure that's all set that's the one common thing that runs across all the bags so you don't, I don't unpack. Even tra- the funny thing is I never travel <laughs> right and, you know, but I have all this as, as if I'm James Bond. Uh, and you got to quick grab the yeah, bag. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> I'm doing Istanbul. It's like in that movie uh, where Brendan Fraser was in the time capsule. Right, right. And he comes out and... and uh, Blast from the past. Yeah, the one guy's looking at his, his stuff. He's like, I didn't know they made this 
They made this toothpaste anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's yes, yeah. been in there for 25 years. I'm going to go to Zach. Uh, you're on the air. Zach, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what's up, man? Not much. So I'm actually going to be headed to Canada in a few days. And I've already discussed with my girlfriend. Like, we may take the, the dirty laundry out and put it in the washer or something. But other than that, we're going to unpack as organically or as needed as possible. Like, if we need chargers and crap, we'll get it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's waiting until the next day. Yeah. Kathy, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. So, But ne- the next day is still, in, in, in for many people, is it would be outlandish. That like, Nick, Nick apparently is using his luggage as a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, it's been two weeks for me, Zach. How long has it been for you? Saturday. Okay. He already knows he's not going to unpack. Yeah, so when you get back. Yep. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Drew next. Hey, Drew, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good, man. What's up? Um, So my wife and I got married on March 16th, and we went away to Arizona, mm-hmm. and we got back on the 25th, I believe. Yep. And my suitcase is still not on that. Ah, March 25th. Okay. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so did you just decide these are clothes you're never going to wear again? Um, No, I do plan on wearing them. Actually, I have a couple of uh, like uh, old T-shirts in there that I've, I've been looking for. And every time I say, oh, they're in that suitcase. <laughs> oh, when you're going to a place that's like either either if you're traveling at the end of a season or you're going to a place where the climate is completely different than where, where you live. Yeah. Dude, that stuff can stay in there for for a couple of seasons. Like if you know, like yeah. like when we go to, and I forget who was saying that. Uh, like, oh, I wonder whatever happened to that shirt, or where are those shorts at? Like when we go to um, uh, Clearwater, yeah. You know, it's, 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 muffin? it's, it's yeah. March, and I'm not wearing shorts or bathing. I'm like, that yeah. might be part of the reason why I unpack because I would never remember that it would be in there. Right. Yeah. So I think I need it out in my closet exactly where it goes. So if I do need it or I am looking for it, I know where it is. If you, okay. It's about knowing your limitations. And if you if you put it away, I'll get to it. You won't get to it. And then, you, uh, you know, forget. six months later, you, you'll you'll find an empanada from, you know, <laughs> that you had wrapped in Reynolds wrap or something. It's funny what I'm OCD about, though, Kath, because I can't, I have to do the laundry as soon as I get home. So I'll take the dirty clothes out of the bag and I'll oh, do yeah. that laundry right away and I'll put those away. But like the bags themselves and the clean clothes that are in the, the vacation bags. I can leave those out. So I, I, who knows, man? There's no rhyme or reason to yeah, it. Sometimes. To me, it's a waste to take your dirty clothes out of your suitcase and put them in the hamper. They should go directly into the washer. Yeah. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a psychological profile too, like and <laughs> in, in, in yeah. what you're about. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's like an inkblot test. I, I, I'm the same way, Nick. I, I got these things that I obsess over, and then other things I could care less about. Yeah. Kathy, have you ever seen him wash his hands? Yeah, it's like he's going into surgery. Yeah, I think, yes, I I do the same. Uh And it's weird, Case, and you and I were talking about this Mm -hmm. because it's it's a little OCD-ish, and and I take way too long to do it, and then, you know, I'll use the paper towel to get out of the door in the bathroom here, but then I'll go camp and live in the dirt for, like, three straight days. Or you'll pick up a cookie off the floor and eat it. Well, that's a cookie. Right. (laughs) Right. Man's got to have a cookie. You pick and choose. I will actually lay down on the floor of the bathroom and use my feet to move the door. (laughs) Um... Kathy, they're asking if you unpack into hotel drawers. I do. Uh, yes, I do. And, and I it's always a, well, think of Casey when I do it. It depends on the hotel. It depends on how long I'm staying. Right. Uh, like my last vacation when I went to Montauk, I stayed. You know, I stayed at a friend's house. Um, so yeah, everything with we. I got there at one thirty in the morning, and I unpacked everything before I went to bed. Okay. When you, oh, wow. I do that, I get into the whole hotel. I all the toiletries go out. Everything goes. Uh, now I will sometimes use 
the, uh, the, the, the drawers. But otherwise, I have a compartment sy- system for my luggage. And I, you know, with the stuff that's worn is on one side and my little bag. Oh, yeah. Somebody yeah. just told me that uh, that's where all the bed bugs are in those uh, hotel oh, drawers. Did you the drawers? No, not, no, somebody. I would have said my wife. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and don't roll your eyes like that at my wife. <laughs> You're the one that always, <laughs> what are you talking no, no, about? But it was not my wife uh, who said that, but it was somebody told me. Somebody, oh, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is somebody we know. Well, I have uh, a... No. All right. All right. Well, you know, my, my issue with bed bugs, I've had them a gazillion times. You've had lice. never had freaking bed bugs. I mean, it's just, come on, people. <laughs> Let me go to Flossie. Hey, Flossie, you're on the air. Hey. Hey, Flossie. Hi. What's up? Listen, privileged. <laughs> Not everybody gets to wash two weeks of vacation clothes. Okay? <laughs> my husband had just bought two pairs of denim shorts. And we have like six different pairs of, or six different size luggages for different trips. So this one particular trip about three years ago, um, we bought the bigger piece of luggage. And he he didn't wear these two pairs of shorts, he wore other ones. So he, I think his mindset was, I didn't wear them, I'm just going to leave them there so that they'll be wrecked to go next time we go away. Well, he said, we get home and he's like, I can't find these two pairs of shorts. But he didn't think, like, to look in, in that piece of luggage because we always keep, like, I have a dirty clothes bag. Yeah, but Flossie. put all our dirty clothes in, and we had them in another piece of luggage. So he just packed that luggage, and it went Flossie, away. Flossie, the best thing in the world that could have happened to him was losing those denim shorts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because now they're, he just Because they're, they're not in style anymore. <laughs> and they never have been, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm like, so you got to wash them, dude. Yeah. They've been in there for like three years. I packed my Nehru jacket and I can't find it anywhere. My black socks and Bermuda shorts, I can't find them. But how long were these uh, shorts missing? Uh, like three years. Three years. Three years. All right. What new ones? Besides clothing, I'm curious to see what people found in luggage. I mean, I love it because clothing is an issue. But, you know, you pack up stuff you talk about, like keepsakes and things that you bring back in your bags. Sure. It, that's that's my thing. If you don't get that stuff out of the bag, you could find something that's going to be a, like like Kathy's uh, stroller story with the sandwich that turned oh, into a, yes. a maggot fiesta. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know how, like, people are like uh, thimble people or, or the, the spoon Spoons people? Yeah. shot glasses. I think I might have started to turn into a magnet person. But, yeah, I'm a oh, magnet yeah. person. So I went to three different national parks uh, over the uh, past, you know, vacation. I got magnets in each of the respective gift shops. TSA went through my bag, lost my magnets, lost, lost my mother effing magnets. magnets. That sucks, dude. Because I spent time yeah. picking out the particular magnets that I wanted. I'm with there you. was one at Zion. I was like, oh, I can't decide on which one. I'm just going to get. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get both. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm angels to play both. I'm going to show it for it. Because two magnets. <laughs> and I did it. And TSA lost you, both of them. How, did you, how do you know they lost it? Because I put it in the bag. Oh, because they left me a little note saying we went through your bag. And uh, we lost your magnets? Well, they didn't say no, that. No, but they were but gone I, after. They this. were gone. They it happens. I, they I've, sold them. I've, I've, I've gotten the note before that we've gone through your luggage. Have you had stuff lost when that happened? I don't remember. All right. And, and, but I wouldn't doubt it. And, and listen, there's some sticky fingers in there. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's You're definitely... a TSA guy, Preston. You see a couple thimbles? <laughs> gone. You're going to take them. A couple magnets? I, a couple no, magnets I, I believe it. They won't miss this. 
Uh, Look at this, boss. I'm going to go to boss. <laughs> it's so boss. Scion, <laughs> boss. Uh, Emily, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Dad Zeus. Dad Zeus, what's up, Emily? Um, I, I think Kathy would have a heart attack. I currently have three unpacked suitcases. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of them is from Memorial Day weekend. I just go to the shore every weekend, and I just take a little out, put a little in. The other two, I went to a bachelorette party two weeks ago. That one still has stuff in it. Um, I travel for work often enough that, like, that one from, like, two weeks ago still has probably some pajamas and stuff in it. Uh, They're just in a pile on my bedroom floor, and I just walk by them, and I'm like, oh, I really should get that. Well, Emily, I'm I'm confused as to why you might uh, put stuff in the one bag. So the bag, the bag that, so I go to the shore every weekend. So I literally pack it on Memorial Day, and then every weekend, like, you know, I take the laundry out. But there's always, like, some stuff I didn't wear over the weekend I always overpack. So. Maybe switch it up a little bit, okay. throw in a few new tops. It's I mean. suddenly a new bag because you threw in some new shirts. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I know, I know it, it's sort of psychologically weird, but, uh, but I, I've got to, like, reset, have everything ready to go fresh. When I, was, when I did stand-up comedy, by the way, you know... It was a lot more, I just grab it and go, right. you know, because you're traveling a lot. Kathy, let me ask you this. If uh, if Dennis were to leave a bag packed, would that fly? No, I, I would hate it. You would hate it? Yeah. Would you say anything or make him unpack it? Uh, Yeah, I would definitely say something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Unpacked the goddamn bag. Yeah. It, uh, but I unpacked the bag. But I unpacked the bag. <laughs> I think he would hide it from me, though. Like, there's probably suitcases. That's going to some effort. In the basement that still have clothes in them. Really? I noticed yeah. your new nightstand looks like your luggage. <laughs> so this is often in our... And thank God my wife and I are, are pretty much on the same page with all of that sort of stuff. It's like, okay, we would never leave it in the living room, or you know, whether it was the living room we used or didn't use. It would, you know, it would just end up in our bedroom and and, and pile up on there. Um, but the 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 desire to have everything put away, you know, like why does that supersede my desire to not put it away? Do you know what I mean? Like, listen, what you do with your deal, like my wife and I have different perceptions about a lot some of that stuff. Yeah, I would never ride her about that or give her an issue. But in my, that's one of the benefits, Preston, of having your own room. Right. Mm-hmm. My room, my setup can be exactly the way I want it. Yep. And 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 she puts up with my crap, and I put it. So everyone's putting up with some other element of the other person's crap, and then it's it's like detente. Yeah. It's weird. You know, I have a friend of mine who was uh, he, he's not with his his wife anymore. They they split up, and because they would fight over the the littlest things, and it was things like she's probably in his luggage. She couldn't stand, you know, like socks on the floor, right? And yeah. she would just obsess, like you know, like you know how much I hate your socks on the floor, and make a huge fight about it. And he, and his in his line of thing, he was like. They're just socks on the floor. My dear, they're, they're, I love my <laughs> Yeah, I know. No, he walked out. He was like, dude, I can't do, I can't put up with your stupid constant nagging over little, little things. But then if you talk to Dr. Mike, you know, he he's like, you know she doesn't like to, socks on the floor, so just don't leave socks on the floor. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, like, that makes sense, too, but... <laughs> it, you know, it's it. You know, it's it's. Damn so that's if you why, don't, damn if that's you why don't. my wife and I, the the fact that like we're we're sort of on the same page with that. Stuff you both leave socks on the floor. <laughs> uh, so yeah. who who was it? Coy Detmore that would only pack the toothbrush. Yeah. He went and bought one outfit from yeah. Target. From Target. I, I kind of yeah. wish I could live like that. Like to me, that yeah. traveling that light is there's appeal in that. You know, like being able to go wherever you want to go and just if you're going to need stuff. 
Look at Pierre. Pierre just relayed to us yesterday's story. Nick, a story. Pierre gets all the way home from staying at the new TWA hotel at JFK. He, he walks to his front door not aware that he has no luggage with him. I'm you looking know? at a text right now that says, do what Pierre does. Just leave the bag in the terminal and never bring it home. <laughs> there's, <laughs> a, there's more to that story, by Just, the way. Oh. I, I don't know if he wants to share it or not, but it, that wasn't the first time on that trip that he lost that bag. Really? <laughs> on a weekend trip, it was more like, I love Pierre. Then subconsciously, death. he doesn't want I it. I think that's, that's got to be. Right. You know? There's something going on yeah. there. Preston, when I'm traveling, I hug my luggage like it's a bomb. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, that's always the case. And I always keep my, I, I'm always aware of where it is. But Pierre, you sort of admire that carefree thing. I, actually, I don't. Like, believe it or not, and, you know, I, I love Pierre. But yeah. when I hear about that stuff, because it's so constant, I go, I get, like, angry. I get anxiety. I anxiety. Like, I, my, my buddy Rick, he lives in Florida now, but he was the same way every single Oh, like, we would pick him up, and then we would be driving away from his house, and he'd be, oh, yeah, turn around, I, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> right? So, by, by the time. Um, um, That's when I growl. So you're, you're growling. We would pick him up, and then it got to the point where he would get in the car and be like, you have your wallet. I'll be right back. Yeah. You know, you come back. Do you have your house keys? I'll be right back. Yeah, it's like and talking we, to your we, child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, at a certain point. No, I like, know, I know. Listen, I and I think you became the same Jack thing. A there for a second, <laughs> and and I I love Pierre to death, but there are times when I think, well, that's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's just stupid, man. You know, come on, it's basic. And but he knows that. Like, I know. Th- there's I know this. He does. There's this misfire between the logical Pierre and the illogical Pierre, and the guy that leaves the bag on the well, train. Pierre would be perfectly suited for van life, like that. That whole, yeah. you know. But I mean, there's a. He would leave the van. Leave yeah. The van. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh dear. Where's my van? <laughs> oh my god, you've lost the van. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Hang on. I, l- let me go to Mike uh, here. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. So you have an unpacked bag? Have an unpacked bag, but there's a story behind it. Okay. Okay, the Preston and Steve show just reminded me that I have an unpacked bag. (laughs) 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 Okay. So when you come home from a trip, the last thing you want to do is unpack a bag, right? Not me. And I don't want to take carry-on luggage. I mean, I don't want to take, I don't want to check bags. I don't want to pay 50 bucks a bag to fly yeah. to Disney with, uh, you know, each with three kids. So what I do is I ship my stuff through UPS. It gets to the hotel. The hotel gets it. When you get there, it's already in your room. You unpack your stuff. When you're done, you pack it up. You drop it off at the UPS store, wherever you're at, and they ship it home. You fly home. You walk in with your bag. You sit it down. You walk away from it. Three or four days later, UPS shows up with your stuff. You unpack your stuff, and guess what? A year and a half later, I still have a bag unpacked <laughs> that you guys reminded me about. <laughs> you oh just God. remembered that it's been sitting there for a year and a half. And you guys reminded me of Wow. It. Right. You know, I Dude, t- you're going to be so surprised at what's what in there. Shirts yeah, and seriously. That you forgot about. It's Mike, a bonus. Mike, is that cheaper to ship yeah. at UPS than to pay whatever the 50 bucks to have it on the plane? It was like 65 bucks to ship four boxes both ways down. Okay. Versus 50 bucks per bag. Yep. You yeah. Know, Everybody takes at least one bag. I yeah. five people that we travel with. So, so Mike, do the math. Mike, basically the deal is everyone – see, here's my line of thinking, and, and that for me would be difficult is, I, I, okay, what do I want to bring down with me? You, you have, like, preset bags with, with clothing that you're set to, to send down, and you're good, and then you have your, your travel stuff. Like, a lot of times – 
it, you'd think I was a fashion plate with what I'm what I'm selecting to bring with me. I have the worst fashion sense in the world, but I I couldn't, you know, pack a bag and then send it and think about okay, you know, I don't need this for a while or, or, or do you know what I'm saying? It's because it's I, I do, Steve. I, and for the majority of it, you know what? You're right, but it was Disney. It was T-shirts. It was shorts. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good clothes. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. If, if it was somewhere else, it would be different. No, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, you asked what was in the bag a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It is the clothes that we had on that particular day before we left. And, you know, that being said, I don't want to smell that bag. <laughs> 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 my, my trash is on Friday. I don't even think I'm going to open it. It's just going to go by. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate I want to try it. that next time I do like Ship a big. It? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, listen. I, when we when we show up at the airport, I'm traveling with five people, and you check those bags, and then it says in, in your 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 credit card, and it's an extra hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, hundred and fifty after the plane tickets. You already after purchased. all I've already spent, yeah. and it's just it's annoying. To ship it, annoying. and I've heard a number of people do that. It might be something that it's a lot of times it's just my wife and myself, you know, and or just me, and uh, and. It doesn't seem is like it that one much. bag, or well, you know, or is it two? Because if it's, it's two bags, that's that's one hundred and twenty bucks. Do you guys yeah. have a scale for, the, uh, for weighing the bag? I put does. it on my actual no, scale yeah. for my bathroom, and then quick try to move it and see what it says. I have a little. <laughs> my girlfriend has a little uh, scale for for weighing the bags yeah. because we, you know when we do trips like this out west, where we're going to do some camping and stuff like that, we have a lot of gear that we have to take with us. And uh, if you're over 50 pounds, they're going to uh, hit you for that as Nick, well. Nick, I use my Popeil hot pocket fisherman. That's good. <laughs> does that do anything? As a scale right now. You know the commercial. Yeah. It's got a scale on it's it? It's got a scale on it. That's right. So you can measure how big that bass is. Uh, Chris <laughs> says there's a way for Casey to get his magnets back. Ooh! Let me go to, oh, go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Yes! Very well done. What's up, Chris? Hey, uh, so I was listening to uh, our show. No, I was listening to a podcast about like uh, questions you needed answered, and someone called someone. Someone did a show on things that are confiscated from TSA, and apparently there's a thing called the PA Pennsylvania Department of General Services, where everything from like LaGuardia and even in DC, their airports are sent to Harrisburg, and they're boxed up and they're put up for general auction. So there is a way, there's a world in which a box of magnets exists in Harrisburg, and you pay 20 bucks for it, and you don't know how many, which magnets you're getting, but there's a possibility you could win the lottery. Game. <laughs> Can what? you imagine? Zion Magnet, what am I being? What am I being? Zion Magnet, Zion <laughs> Magnet, what am I being? <laughs> 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents, 10 cents. Zion Magnet, what am I being? This sounds they, interesting, they though. Yeah. They, they do this wholesale. Apparently, you could buy shoes this way. You could buy, like, a whole you box know what? of belts. Yeah, I've but heard this. But this, to me, is problematic when I've you're setting up a second revenue it's source for TSA stealing. agents. Yeah, but wait it's... a minute, Chris. How do you how do you go about accessing this? I, I think you have to just Google Pennsylvania Department of General yeah, on Services. It. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes up. Look at Kathy. There's a whole National Park magnet section. <laughs> well, I need to go to the Nevada version of this because that's where my magnets were. Lost. Well, this okay. is—it's interesting, though, uh, Chris. We had, had no idea that this exists, but could—do you believe that there is a Nevada com- version of this uh, this site? But you would have to think it's somewhat regional. I mean, if, if the New York and D.C. things end up in Harrisburg, there's got to be somewhere out west right. that they right. traffic it to. I don't know for a fact, but that's my guess. I, right. I also Thanks, think if you, if TSA checks your luggage and you end up with something missing from your luggage, 
you have you have to have some recourse. I would think so, but right? then again... Yeah, the recourse is one thing, but uh, tracking them down and getting them back is something entirely different. I'll find your magnets for you. Like, what was it? I have a very special set of skills. <laughs> what was it about the magnets that they needed to take them from your bag? I, you know, I think they fell out, Kath. I think there was probably... They, Some they, other they, reason they were checking, and those happened to... Were they all in one bag? I also, you know... I work for a radio personality <laughs> who collects magnets from, from parks. If you return to his bags, nothing will happen. <laughs> yeah, I just I tend to believe, Kath, that um, that they were searching my bag for for some other reason. That the magnets were loose in something, they fell out uh, and just didn't get put back in the bag. You know, okay. yeah. Yeah. so that's very disappointing. It right. was, man. Interesting. Well, everybody's got their own system of packing and unpacking, and. Uh, just curious uh, who falls into what category, so thanks for sharing. We do appreciate that. I would like to give something away. Uh, we are celebrating the in-home release of uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Oh, with boy. With a special Captain America-themed event at the Franklin Institute, hosted by Casey Boy. Uh, it's Thursday, and I have two passes to join him at 6 p.m. on the roof deck for a complimentary Ooh. happy hour and then explore the Marvel Universe Superheroes exhibit. It's so good. Featuring more than 300 artifacts, including some of Marvel's most iconic and sought-after pages, costumes, and props. And winners also get a free digital download of the movie. And uh, that's for you and your guest. So let's take callers number 16 and 17 at 215-263-WMMR, and we can set you up. Endgame is now available on digital and will be available starting August 13th on Blu-ray. So callers 16 and 17, we'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get to the B-File. we got a lot of great guests on the show. We'll tell you about those when we return. Stay with us. When MMR's Jackson broadcasts live backstage, it's for the likes of Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and MMRBQ. So true, Jackson. Once a year, he goes from backstage to the backyard. Enter now for Jackson to bring the party to your place Friday, August 30th. Enjoy your four hours of fame as Jackson broadcasts live. And he'll probably use your bathroom. Hadfield Meats fully supplies the grill. The MM Army stocks the fridge with cold brews and brings the music to prime your weekend. Go to WMMR.com and tell us why your backyard rocks. Include a photo so we know what we're getting into. Jackson's Backyard Broadcast. Presented by Hatfield Meats. Look for their bold new bacon packaging. Simply Hatfield. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, can I do a butt plug? I yes. got this uh, email from Sarah who said, Hey, uh, Presbo, <laughs> I request a butt plug for a benefit. This is hosted by Brian Huber, a.k.a. Clutch, who participates in the Cardboard Classic every year. Pool table, rocking chair, sliding board. That was him. He's done some really good ones over the years. Uh, but there's an event coming up uh, Saturday, September the 7th from 1 to 10 p.m., and it is to benefit Peggy Frint after the sudden death of her husband, Rick. And there's beer, food, uh, seven local bands, uh, auctions, zip lines, and a bunch of other stuff. So anyhow, uh, 925 Connor Road in Westchester. So I'll see if we can get some more details from Sarah to be sent in for that. So uh, we're glad to plug that event for you. And then a real quick uh, shout out, if you don't mind. Uh, it says, hey, I'd love to give a shout out to my husband, Dave Comley. This Saturday is our seven-year anniversary. And what better way to express my love for them? than to dedicate a nice, juicy shard. He's an incredibly hardworking man. He'll do whatever it, is, it takes to provide for myself and our six-year-old daughter with all the obstacles thrown at us. Recently, his ability to take everything in stride and still see the silver lining in life is incredible. 
And uh, she said he deserves a shard. So a shard, if you would. And that is from uh, Brooke Comley. So thanks, nice. Guys. Appreciate you getting in touch. Uh, we have bizarre file stories, so we're going to get to them, right? Oh, yep. Hey. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best-kept hoagie secrets? We'll pick up Dietz and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. A map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. So a Brazilian gang leader was caught trying to escape a high-security prison dressed as his own teenage daughter, Clavino da Silva. Tried to bust out of Rio's Garicino prison, pretending to be the 19-year-old who he was going to leave behind. So he donned a convincing wig, an eerie lifelike rubber mask, along with a bra and cutesy pink t-shirt on Saturday. <laughs> what a dad! The convicted drug dealer's amazing getup was so convincing the prison staff only stopped him at the end of visiting time. Jeez. Guards became suspicious because he started acting too nervously. Uh, De Silva, known as Shorty, was filmed standing awkwardly with his hands behind his back as his wild costume was slowly exposed. Hey, do you want to go out for some drinks? There's uh, footage that starts with guards carefully removing his glasses and the long black wig, the tattoo wig. The tattooed inmate then removes his shirt, showing a black bra underneath. It's freaky. A creepy silicon mask gave him a smooth teenage complexion. And now only wearing tight jeans, he finally pulls the mask off, showing short cropped hair and his middle-aged wrinkles. Uh, The inmate had planned to leave his daughter inside the jail in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Son of a bitch. Police are looking. I want to go see Taylor Swift. Uh, police are looking into the teen as a possible accomplice because they would have just, you know, they would have yeah, let yeah. her go. They weren't going to keep her in the prison. Another woman who is uh, pregnant and able to avoid being searched is also being probed for potentially smuggling in the outfit. Authorities say De Silva was part of the leadership of a of what's called the Red Command, one of the most powerful criminal groups in Brazil that controlled drug trafficking in a large part of Rio. After the failed escape bid, De Silva was transferred to a special unit of a maximum security prison and will face disciplinary action from that. I want to get one of those masks. You can have masks done of anybody, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I ordered another baby head, so why not throw that on the pile? <laughs> it's bizarre, man. Uh, German emergency services called out to attend a nighttime or called out to attend nighttime disturbances are increasingly finding themselves confronted with copulating hedgehogs. People are calling the German equivalent of 911 to complain about noises they typically put down to neighbors having uh, unacceptably loud sex or to injured Whoa. animals crying out for help. Huh. The spread of the hashtag Igelsex, I-G-I-L-S-E-X, which means hedgehog sex in uh, German, on social media revealed the disturbances sometimes have a less predictable source. <coughs> Recently, police in Augsburg were called to a school one night after suspicious noises were heard in the playground and security light was activated. Only after the caretaker had been dragged out of bed and several police officers had inspected the site where the culprits found to be a pair of hedgehogs busily mating. Getting it on. The incident was not an isolated one. Police are frequently called out in the summer months to similar complaints, according to the news magazine Der Spiegel. (laughs) Yeah. It reports that hedgehogs are among the loudest nocturnal animals Competing with cicadas, frogs, 
and the Caridian snapping shrimp. <laughs> hey, John's getting it on, Preston. Very loud. Hedgehogs are capable of making a range of sounds from a quiet snuffling to hissing, snarling, purring, whistling, clicking, and even loud screaming. Oh, that's me. Which is what sometimes gets him mistaken for excited or distressed humans. According to a hedgehog hedgehog expert at the veterinary faculty of the Ludwig Maximilian University in Munich, hedgehogs snarl loudly during the hours in the hours-long mating ritual, mm. and the males make the most noise. I, it, does there, uh, there has to exist audio of this, right? Marissa, can you search for yeah. hedgehog uh, sex noise? We've got to hear this. Uh, to, non, to non-experts, their noises are often indistinguishable from human ones. Huh. Yeah. The, and they go for hours. The hedgehog mating ritual is a lengthy affair, and it takes place over an area around 40 square meters. <sighs> And their most active period is between April and the beginning of September. Those horny little bastards. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty wild. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Moore had an unexpectedly close encounter with some wildlife during a recent visit to Whistler, British Columbia. After going on a run, Moore stopped to take a selfie on the trail when she noticed a black bear lurking in the rocks that she was standing next to. Hello. Uh, Moore said that she immediately felt panicked and began to slowly back up, fearing what the bear would do next. As a resident of Denver, Colorado, she said that she often goes on hikes by herself and is familiar with basic bear safety. Look, I'm doing the duck lips. <laughs> uh, she began recording the bear. She backed up, and uh, she was hoping that she would deter it from approaching her. Instead, it stood up on two feet and began to charge at her. Oh. Uh, more than started yelling at the bear, and after screaming, no, get back, it began to slowly walk away from her. After, I'm not going to attack you. I'm going to show you you can take the picture by hitting the volume button. Uh, after the bear turned around and left, Moore says, I ran faster than I think I've ever ran in my life. It's a freaky couple of pictures. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And you're right about that, bear. You hit the volume button and you People can take, don't know, right? They don't realize and it. And then the camera shakes and they're like, oh, how come I can't take a good selfie? Yeah. For Christ's sake. Hit the volume button. Travelers on a Spirit Airlines flight from North Carolina to New Jersey were spooked by an unwelcome passenger this week. So this is in an airplane. A bat was flying around Whoa. in the cabin. Yes. Uh, Peter Scatini, a 23-year-old passenger, posted a 13-second video of the incident on Twitter along with the caption, Me twice a year. I'll never fly Spirit again. Me this morning after deciding I'd rather save $12. <laughs> The video, which is going viral, features a couple of passengers squealing, oh, my God, and another asking if the creature is a bat. Uh, Spirit did not respond to requests for comment. Uh, Scatini uh, said that someone trapped the bat between a book and a cup and locked it in the bathroom for the rest of the flight. Uh, so they they're, were- f- they're freaky. I had a bat in the basement and in my bedroom one time and and just the way they fly yeah is so erratic yep. but they're you know they're sounding so that's how they're doing it negotiating the area they're they're flying in but it just is, it looks weird it they're sounding they're sticking something in the urethra <laughs> no they're, they're, they're that's talking right no no that's sounding oh, okay that's sound, yeah. so so but they're you know they're, they're that chirping sound yeah yep. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and then one last story. A state representative is calling for improvements in postal workers. Uh, they're calling it uh, deplorable working conditions, Seeking, seeing that a mail carrier demonstrated how uh, hot mail trucks get by cooking a steak on his dashboard. 
Shauna Bollock, a member of the Arizona House of Representatives, sent a letter to the president of the American Postal Workers Union urging him to look at the heat-related issue. In her letter, she explained how a worker had sent her daily updates and photographs of a digital thermometer and the cooking steak to show how hot his truck gets. It's unbelievable. Uh, Over the past several weeks, his mail delivery truck has averaged about 128 degrees Fahrenheit inside the vehicle. Uh, The letter says this past weekend he conducted an experiment and cooked a steak to an internal temperature of medium, which is 142 degrees. So mail trucks and UPS trucks don't have AC, right? I don't know. Right, I, I've never I'm, because the, the doors are opening and closing. I've seen them with like these uh, um, fan regs. Yeah, that they'll they'll point at the driver, but it's it's got to be a rolling oven, uh, as evidenced by this steak. According to Bollock's letter, uh, stifling mail trucks uh, represent uh, a widespread issue, and quite a few other USPS employees have also been impacted by the heat. Some have gotten have been sent to the emergency room to deal with heat stroke and heat exhaustion, uh, with a few carriers even getting hospitalized for several days. But somebody cooked a steak <laughs> in their mail truck. That's pretty wild, man. That is horrifying. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you at this point in time. So we will take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, we'll see if we can wait Kevin Smith up. If not, we got some other things to get to, and our buddy Mark Summers definitely stopping by this morning. We'll return shortly. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, while we're waiting for uh, Kevin to give us a buzz, I have a couple pieces of audio to play. Uh, Marissa showed me this yesterday. Um, listener uh, Tamika Shipman. Uh, black listener Tamika yes. and uh, sent in a video of her and is this her husband Marissa? It says her and her hubby. It's but yeah, uh, but they they made a cute video of them in the car listening to MMR. It says, uh, "Hey, Preston, Steve, and Pierre Robert, we heart WMMR rocking out in the car." And uh, it was a fun little video I like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. Here we go. We are rocking in the car. WMMR. What's up, Preston, Steve, Pierre Robert? 933 Dumb. That's the hubby. Say hi, hubby. Hi, hubby. Yep, always tuned to 93.3. That's right. Brothers can jam, too. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers can jam, too. This is the pipes on him, too. Yeah, Brothers yeah. can jam, too. I love it. So thank you, guys. We appreciate that video. That was really cute. Uh, also, oh, oh, this just in. Yeah. Oh. Is it what I'm hoping? Hedgehogs having sex. It's what I'm hoping. I hear it's not that great. God damn it. Well, it's supposed to sound like human beings screaming, so uh, I don't know. Marissa said she couldn't find that, though, but I'm I'm, I'm game. Let's hear it. They're going... Yeah, it's like Michael Jackson. Like, uh, Casey, hang on. I thought there was one large wave it looked like file it. on there, but yeah. it's gone now. That's weird. Let me uh, let me hit a button real yeah, quick and see what that does. Yeah, fix it. Make it better. Know. Kiss it. Marissa? Oh, that was just the um like Nat Geo guy talking over. Oh, uh, okay. I there's apparently yeah, that snarl, but I couldn't quite find that capture video. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds more like a human being, right? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they're supposed to. They're supposed to sound like uh, screaming human beings. What a letdown! Yeah. Now that's how you. That's, you you want to hear that, right? <laughs> oh my god! Look at this text, though. Uh, somebody said, uh, let's see, I had a pet hedgehog, and when holding it before, that thing made the loudest sound I've heard such a small animal make. It screamed so loud, the little guy. Also had a huge penis for being such a little thing. <laughs> That's apparently why they're banging their brains out. <laughs> and then the ow. ow. I love that. Ow. Uh, interesting. Ow. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I haven't heard those. Oh! I've not heard those in a while. <laughs> hey, when I um, did when you I... See... oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Did you see the movie? This is it. The documentary about his uh, perfor- his preparation for the performance. I the saw arena. Most, most of it. Yeah, a lot of it you'll see. And there's there's a lot of him just. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. But he's you just see him dancing and doing all this stuff and the clicks and the all this crap. Do 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 the big ho ho at the end there. I want that for my text messages. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Got something. Um so so I want That's to... even better. Yeah, though. that's good too. Yeah. I want to get two text messages. I wanted mm. to play some audio for you guys, and I forgot to tell you about this. When I went on my little uh trip to the Grand Canyon and stuff like that, the first day I we had uh, two tour guides. One guy was a, a, a tour guide in training, and what he does on on the side, he actually is a coyote hunter, uh, or as they say, coyote hunter. Oh, and um coyotes. And so he was, you know, dropping all sorts of coyote knowledge on me. Uh, but he was... Um, you must become the coyote, right? Uh, well, so he does an amazing coyote call. So they brought us out into, like, the middle of this wilderness area. Uh, at one point, I got a little afraid that they were going to off us and, and bury us there right, right, right there in the woods. But uh, as it turns mm-hmm. out, no, he, he like, does, like, a legit coyote call. And uh, when they do that... And unfortunately, the coyotes didn't show up. But he said, like, normally, like... Nine times out of ten, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, when he does. Yeah, did it. you call? <laughs> That's kind of how they are. They so does he, like... do they do this so that, like, around cattle and things like that on uh, farms, they they help curtail that issue, mm-hmm. or is coyote hunting just a thing? A well, sport? It, it, out there, I didn't realize how invasive a species coyotes are. They are, and how the, and how, the, and but they're also like a really smart species as well. So yes, they can drive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they they can drive, but. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I wanted to play this uh, coyote call for Please, you. Please, play uh, the coyote call yeah. for us. Because this is an actual human being <laughs> doing a, a coyote call. This guy's like the Tarzan of... Of coyotes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You ready for this? this Crank is, it all the way up. This is a human being. You don't have a plug Oh, in. man. You don't have, why is that not... Uh... I don't know why... I can hear it coming from your phone, but you're pl- you have it plugged in? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Boost it, dude. Wait, All right. Try it now. Uh, let me go back a little bit. Sorry. Does he actually just text them? <laughs> well, it sounds like a human being. <laughs> yeah, I, if I was a coyote, I could pick that out, no <laughs> problem. Like, I know you're That's a human. A dude. <laughs> it a sounds guy. The beginning of it sounds like the hook <laughs> that you do <laughs> with the... Uh, <laughs> that sounds like that. Steve could do that, no problem. Dude, I'd have a conga, a conga line. It'd yeah. be like a convention of coyotes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Here, but that God. guy'd have a job. Coyotes! Come to me, coyotes! 
My uh, my cousins live in uh, suburban Los Angeles. They're in a place called Pacific Palisades. They've had two. I'm in, I'm in suburban Los Angeles. And uh, they've had two cats killed by coyotes. Yeah, they, Nick. They'll and, they'll they'll come in and kill small dogs, even fairly large dogs. And what blew my mind was that um, Western coyote, which you would assume would be is it coyote? Can you say plural? Is it singular? Or I, don't I don't know. know. Anyway. Uh, that the eastern coyote is bigger than the western coyote. Really? But they, they yes. just came in and they, they pressed him. What your dogs did to that rabbit last week, that's what they did to the cats. It's just wow. eviscerated. <laughs> Believe it. So stop it. You're going to call him, Steve. <laughs> You're going to get him into the we area. The, the elevator opens up. A coyote steps out. What do you need? What do you want? Yeah. Uh, all right. Interesting case. Yep. Uh, I did not know that that will call coyotes. To be honest, oh, though, I have never done it in my life. I think I'm better than that guy. I think you are, too. <laughs> you I'm are. more impressed most definitely. Thank you. Uh, our next guest is on the line and ready to go. He is going to be in Philadelphia as there will be a special screening of the new film, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, at the uh, Film Center on November 7th. You will be able to attend. And uh, we just love talking to him. And we consider him, obviously, a friend of the show. So please welcome uh, Mr. Kevin Smith to our program this morning. Kev. Good morning, my East Coast people. Let me tell you something. I know a thing or two about the coyote, man. (laughs) I live in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's crazy. We're about one, two blocks above. Hollywood Boulevard, like where the Groman's Chinese Theater, the TCL Chinese Theater is right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you would imagine that close to the Strip, there's life. It's, it's the, the city right there. But like two blocks up in the hills, you get into deer, you get into coyotes, uh, you also get into rats. I never seen a rat in my life until I moved to Hollywood. <laughs> wow. Uh, I wouldn't you think that. that runs contrary to what you'd think, right? You would think, but because it's so dry out here, if you got a pool, man, you got rats coming. Like, you ever wow. lose, you ever lose a pet, uh, Kevin, to a coyote? I almost, I almost lost Shecky, my uh, uh, miniature dachshund, not to a coyote, uh, but to an owl. I woke up one morning to let her out. We've got uh, if you go to my house, the third floor has a, a deck and a pool on it. Um, and so when, we don't have a yard per se; everything's yeah. like tiled and stuff. So. I let her out into the quote-unquote yard, um, and she was walking near the pool. And all of a sudden, it was like kind of dark, like dawn was coming. It was about 5.30 or something like that, but it wasn't completely light at all. And I saw something out of the corner of my eye because I'm half asleep, and I'm letting the dog out. I see something moving toward us, and I kind of turn and look, and it was an owl because we got trees like right next to us. And so we're three floors up and so the top of a tree there's an owl just hanging out and he saw shecky and i guess shecky looked like a meal yeah so this owl comes straight at us i've never seen an owl so close in my life except when i was watching like mr rogers and he would show x the owl (laughs) (laughs) and this this one didn't look soft and furry like a puppet he was not it was not a beautiful day in the neighborhood this (laughs) owl is coming at my dog and again I'm like, I've just woken up. I'm still kind of stoned from the night before. And so I'm like, is this really happening? And so I hear it, the flapping of the wings. I'll never forget it. So I'm standing next to the pool. Dog is in front of me. Owl is coming at dog. And in a split second, I grab a pool toy. It was like one of these things you put around you, and it's got a face on the front of it. So the the kid was young, so we had that kind of stuff in the pool. Grab this pool toy. Smacked the owl 
out of the air. Wow. Hits the chair, the pool chair that's right there on the deck, <laughs> looks at me pissed, and then takes off in the other direction. Shecky, no clue any of it happened. <laughs> yeah. Just had his life saved. I felt like a superhero, man. I was like, I literally saved a life with my own strength and wit. I didn't even have to lose my parents to a mugger in an alley. <laughs> Owl man. <laughs> From the Watchmen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I've never lost anything. But uh, I hear coyotes all the time. We'll be sitting in the room watching TV. And the thing you played, imagine that times 10 Wow! because what happens is one of them makes a kill and then all of them come rushing in. Mm-hmm. So you'll be sitting there and, you know, just watch the TV and all of a sudden right outside the windows, you you hear <laughs> screeching high pitch and whatever it is they're killing is screaming as well. Mm-hmm. So like if they get a cat, you'll hear that for a second and then it's over. Wow. Really it, unnerving, man. It's you wild. Know, forget like, we live out here in a desert. So yeah, it comes with wildlife. Yep, it, absolutely. It's funny because you 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 know. Listen, I'm a big fan of uh, animal shows, and I'm a big you know. I love animals and and blah 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 blah. But there is a raw reality to nature, and that's what they do. The owl was looking for a meal, and that's how they get by. And and you know they don't know that you know you you have cute little toys that have the animal's name on it. And it's your pet, and they they're, they're just doing what they do. You know. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's if br- only they knew how many cute toys this animal's <laughs> name was. <up>. It's <laughs> just brutal. Leave us alone, man. Yeah, I mean, I've monogrammed so many things, <sighs> and to lose that dog would be a real heartbreak. You know, I, I, I got to say, Kevin, looking at the the movie coming out, uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, which is super thrilled for, and thinking about what's happened in the past year of your life, yeah. and seeing Jason Mewes, who had who could have taken a really bad. Turn looking so good and vital, and and everybody's enthusiastic, and you looking leaner and meaner than you've ever looked, and looking in great shape. It, it's almost it almost seems an impossibility, and yet here we are. It it's got to cause you to pause throughout the day and just say, "Oh my God, I can't believe this." Uh, for me, it's just all borrowed time, man. Like yeah. after the heart attack, I'm like, you know, well, the dude told me. I had a 20% chance of living, and somehow we made it through because he's good at his job. So at that point, though, you know, like I I had written this script years before for Clerks 3, which we just read this weekend in New Jersey twice as a benefit for the First Avenue Playhouse, which is a little playhouse in Atlantic Highlands where we held auditions for Clerks 25, 26 years ago at this point. So uh, the theater has fallen on financial hard times, so... We went down there and read this script, which for the movie, remember, we almost came out there. We were a month away from coming to Philly. Oh, yeah. To shoot Clerks 3, and then it fell apart and stuff. So we read the script um, and raised money, raised 20000 bucks to the theater reading the script twice. But while I read the script, like, it was dark. It's so, <laughs> like, depressing. Like, clearly the guy who wrote Clerks 3 forgot Clerks was a comedy. So wow. it's all about death. And, like, Clerks was all about life in my 20s and Clerks 2 was about life in my 30s. The Clerks 3 script was about middle age to death, and and it was obsessed with it. And that was before I had a heart attack. So after the heart attack, I was like, oh, I know what real despair is now. Like, I don't have to make it up and put my characters through the ringer. Like, I've been close to death. I I don't want to do that to my characters. So Jay and Silent Bob reboot, real celebration of life. Definitely the post heart attack 
movie because you look at the cast, it's incredible. And that's because I guilted every one of them into being in the movie. <laughs> it, it, does, it does work to your benefit, doesn't it? Because I have to say, when I'm watching the trailer and I see uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and, and for some reason, I mean, the rumor was that you guys weren't on, on really talking terms, at least at some level. I don't know what, what happened there. But but to see them back in so many faces, it was like, yeah, I, I, I was wondering how much of that was like, well, we almost lost Kevin. We got to do this one. Oh, it was. I'd call up people and be like, "Hey, man, we're making James Bond Bob again, and you got to come out and play." They're like, "Oh, I don't know," and I'd be like, "You realize I almost died?" <laughs> 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 so everyone was like, "Okay, okay, we're coming." So at, at the end of James Bond Bob Strike Back, we had twenty-two cast cards for like all the cameos and stuff, and we shot that movie in Los Angeles. Um, so guess where everybody was is easy to get that cast. We shot reboot in New Orleans. So there was this fear that like, nobody's going to take the trip down there. We're not going to have nearly as many cameos, but we were shooting during Mardi Gras. Uh. Anytime we we called somebody, they're like, you're offering me a free trip to Mardi Gras. Oh my Lord, I'll take it. So at the end of reboot, we have 44 single cast. Wow. So many Um, people in the movie. Chris uh, Hemsworth came on board. Yes. Ben and Matt and Ben came through entertainment journalism. There's a guy named Kevin McCarthy who uh, does, like, uh, junkets, and he's the the movie review guy in uh, Washington, D.C. And I've met him for years, like, on the circuit, like, whenever I'm promoting a movie or something like that. He's incredibly passionate about movies, always enthusiastic, and when he he likes my stuff. So whenever he interviews somebody who's been in one of my movies, he kind of references my stuff, like if he's interviewing Matt Damon for something, he'll be like, hey, when are they making Goodwill Hunting 3? <laughs> so he's like, it's really sweet, and it's a nice way to open an interview. You know, it disarms the, the subject and makes you feel like, oh, well, this guy knows my work, and he knows that guy and stuff like that. So he's been doing that for years. He interviewed Ben for this Netflix movie, Triple Frontier, and Ben and I hadn't spoken in, in like eight, nine years, um, just like had a falling out, and I never – called to be like hey are we still friends because yeah. i was afraid to like it's one thing to think my friend don't like me anymore right it's another thing to like call him up and be like do you like me anymore and he'd be like no and then have it confirmed <laughs> right so right I, kinda, I just lived in ignorance for like close to a decade and stuff and so when i was writing reboot i never wrote ben into it as, as his character holden from chasing amy or any of his characters because i was like i haven't seen him in years Certainly not going to reach out to him and be like, oh, come to this movie. Right. So we went into production without Ben in the movie whatsoever. We were two weeks into production when we saw online Kevin McCarthy interviews Ben at this junket for Triple Frontier. And he opens with, hey, man, have they called you about the reboot? They're making reboot right now. And Ben goes, no, they haven't. And I'm free. So I'm waiting. Wow. And everyone in production was like, did you see this? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yes, I saw that, but I also know the man's a professional, and that's just some nice stuff you say to Junket. What is he supposed to say? Like, tell the interviewer, like, oh, I don't like him anymore, and I don't want to do that stupid movie. I hope it fails. Like, of course he's going <laughs> right, to say yeah, yeah. something positive and stuff. And they were like, you should reach out to him. I said, I can't, because uh, that is, it's just, I haven't spoken to him in years, and the first time I'm going to talk to him, like, come make this movie, it's just telling you, man, that, that ship has sailed. So after a week, people kept badgering me about it. I said, all right, you know what? I'm a, I'll write him a tweet. 
And I wrote this long tweet where I was just like, hey, man, we're all out here, like, rolling around in the past, having a blast, and I, we wish you were here. And I said, but post-heart attack, I don't wish anymore. I just asked for things. So will you come play with us again? Like, it's so fun. And I said, I quote uh, Conan the Barbarian's King Osric when, you know, I say, like, there comes a time when, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the jewels cease to sparkle, the gold loses its luster, uh, and all an old director wants is to make pretend with his friends again. Right. And uh, so I was going to tweet that, and then Jason's wife, Jordan, she runs our company. She was like, don't tweet that. It's so public and personal. You must have a number in your phone. I was like, I got a bunch of numbers, but none of them probably work by this time. She's like, just pick one. <clears throat> so I picked one of them, and I texted, this you? And then all of a sudden the three bubbles popped up, and I was like, somebody's answering. <laughs> and he wrote back, this me. <laughs> and I wrote B-A with a question mark. And he said, he wrote back, yeah, this is your father. Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> Instantly I knew it was Ben. Yeah. Ben is always like, I'm your father. So he said, who's this? And I, I wrote, you, this conversation might end right now. And then I wrote KS. And there's a long beat. My heart's racing. And he just writes back, Kevin, with a question mark. And I said, yeah. And then all of a sudden he writes, how the hell are you? Oh, man. Like, that I makes said, you oh feel so God. good. Yeah. I said, I said, I'm good. I was just about to send this tweet. Uh, please read this. And so I sent him the thing. And that was the, the moment because my heart was racing because, like, you know, when you risk yourself, you put yourself on the line, your feelings and stuff, like, got to carry that. You know, sometimes we watch so many movies, people make these heroic decisions and their character grows and the movie ends and stuff. That ain't real life. Sometimes yeah. you call up somebody going, like, I'm going to mend this bridge. And they're like, no, you're not. I hate your guts. And they hang up. And you don't get your happy ending. So I was sitting there going, he's going to read this and he ain't going to respond. And then he writes back. I think it's very telling that you still think of yourself as a king. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's and then you he know. Was like he, he said, of course I would love to come play with the old man. And he came out. I wrote a scene. I didn't. We didn't have any parts left. We'd kind of cast everything. Yeah. So I was looking for like a quick, like in and out cameo for him to do. But then I said, wait a second. He's coming all the way down to New Orleans, man. Like that's a big gesture. I haven't seen this dude in years. I'm going to have him do one line. Yeah. So I, I wrote to him. I said, would you mind terribly, like, if I if I wrote you as Holden? And he said, I, that was his character he played in Chasing Amy. And um, he was also that character in Jane's on a Bob Strike Back. Right. The boys, like, off on the road kind of. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, I was hoping you would say that. So I wrote an eight-page sequel to Chasing Amy in the middle of Jane's Silent Bob <laughs> reboot. The movie's full of sequels to all the other movies. So you find out what happens with the characters from Clerks, Mallrats, because Jason Lee comes back. We get a Chasing Amy sequel in there, and there's even a Dogma sequel because we've got Matt to come back, and he's playing Loki. Oh, that's nice. awesome. So, you know, as I was doing this, I've always kind of done whatever I've wanted to do in movies, for good or bad. Some people are like, yeah, and that's, a, that's the problem with your career. But for this one, it, it just... It felt like, you know, I'm, uh, I, I remember when I was on the table during the heart attack. My one big regret, I was ready to go. I was peaceful about like, all right, if I die, I die. This is it. I had a great run. But the one thing I was like, man, if I die tonight, 
the last movie I made was Yoga Hoses. (laughs) (laughs) That's my legacy for heaven's sake. So, you know, I felt like if I could just, if I, and I even, on the table, I even thought, I was like, damn, if we had only gotten to Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, what a nice way to end that would have been. So we were actually making it. I made it like it was the last movie I could ever make. So it's not only like a, it's funny and it's a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And it's a movie that makes fun of sequels and remakes and reboots while being all three at the same time. But it's also me going like, this is my masterpiece. And not meaning this is a brilliant film. A masterpiece is a term that came from when you were, you know, um, uh, an apprentice yeah. to a master. Uh, you, you study with mm-hmm. them for years and eventually everything you've learned from the master you present in a masterpiece like this is everything i've done it's not meant to be your best work it's meant to show i'm ready to move on and so this one i felt like all right treat it like your masterpiece not like it's brilliant but like this has to stand as a testimony not it doesn't just has to be a movie it has to stand as a testimony to like who i was in case this is the last thing so it's a really beautiful affair man it's funny and it's warm it's great Listen, the, the the whole concept. I'm I'm super thrilled. What, what Jane Silent Bob uh, Strike Back was what 2001. Uh, 2001. Yeah. So you so all that time has passed. But I mean, there's so many things. And vicariously, I follow you on Twitter and, and Instagram. You know, Bruce Willis. That's sort of been mended. You have this the Ben Affleck thing, and then then what. What you could have missed, and thank God, obviously, you know, we would have been, I'm sure you would have been sad too had you passed, but to end up being validated in the Marvel Universe by having a Kevin Smith reference in a Marvel film vis-a-vis Stan Lee. How amazing was that? That was uh, absolutely tremendous. And this sounds like a, a line, but I would hope by now enough people who know me know it's true. I know I work in the movie business, and in the movie business, of course, you're supposed to aim toward the ultimate goal, which is like winning an Oscar, winning awards and stuff. I've never been that guy. I don't care about that kind of stuff. But I do care about Hollywood. I do care about pop culture, obviously, and entertainment, so much so that it drew me out here to the Great Salt Lick many, many years ago and stuff. So um, when when, when I think about things that validate what I've been doing for a quarter of a century, it's not like an Oscar. This means that I've done good. That moment when Stan Lee is reading a Mallrat script and, and you see my name on it in Captain Marvel, to be a part of the Marvel Universe, which means that I bring everyone with me. If you're a Kevin Smith movie fan, you're part of the Marvel Universe. If you saw Mallrats now, you're part of the Marvel Universe. That was everything. Kevin Feige called me up about three months before the movie came out to be like, um, I got something to tell you, but it's all spoilers. And, you know, it's about Captain Marvel. And I was like, oh, okay, I won't say anything. And he goes, it's about Stan and Stan's cameo. So I said, okay. He said, Stan's endgame cameo is done, finished, it's beautiful. We've all seen it. You know, it was young Stan going, make love, not war, man. Um, he said the one for Captain Marvel, Stan was on the weaker side. This is a few months before Stan passed. So he's like, he doesn't sound like himself. His voice doesn't really sound like Stan. He's going, now i got to spoil the movie for you a little bit to tell you about the cameo. I said, okay. He goes, so in the movie, Captain Marvel is on a a train looking for a scroll. And I'm like, what? A scroll? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, there are scrolls. And she's looking for one. And and she hears a guy reading lines from a script, reciting lines from a script over and over again. And then we see uh, the script for Mallrats. 
and she lowers the script, and there's Stan. And I, you know, I'm crying on the phone. Oh. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, and he's, and he's going, "But there's a problem." So I'm thinking his next thing is, "We're going to put you in the scene with Stan." <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, this is amazing! But instead, he was like, "We need better sounding versions of his voice because when he." Uh, recorded that day, he sounded kind of weak. So we figured Stan was never a one-take wonder guy, so he probably has multiple takes from Mallrats. And I right. said, oh, my God, he absolutely does. If you reach out to Universal, they'll probably have that stuff because we did a 10-year a, a anniversary, 15 anniversary DVD. So he said, all right, thank you. Don't ever tell anyone this story. I said, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and true to your word. <laughs> But it was it was awesome that that kind of stuff. Like you know, again, I I have a feeling that was heart attack related. Like it was really nice after the heart attack. I assume most people feel like, oh, I wish he died, man. Silent Bob forever. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was the opposite. Like people were like, oh, you know what? We we like that guy after all. Yeah, it's so, true. Hey, Kev, I, I want to ask you because you know, speaking of the Marvel universe, leading up to Endgame, I spent uh, two months prior to that movie coming out. Going through in chronological order, watching all of the Marvel movies, and I think it made the experience of seeing Endgame that much more special. Do we, as uh, viewers of all of your films, would you recommend us going back and watching everything from Clerks leading up to Reboot? Um, you absolutely can, but it's designed in such a way that, like, you know, I'm, I'm hitting on memories from all those movies that will instantly ping. And that will be like, wait, I don't understand. I don't remember that. Uh, I don't go for the deep cuts references. I go for the stuff that if you only watched Clerks once, you would totally understand. But there's a, let me see, the way like the movie's coming out, we're slow platform releasing it, but because we're doing the reboot roadshow tour. So everywhere we do the roadshow tour, after the tour leaves that town, then the movie opens in that area. But before that, on October 15th and October 17th, we're having these screenings in theaters nationwide through Fathom Events. And on the October 17th screening, it's a back-to-back double feature of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back and Jane Silent Bob. Oh, love it. Okay. Love it. You can watch those back-to-back, and you can literally watch us all age before your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, were you able to squeak in any nods to uh, Carlin, or do you want to wait and let all that be revealed? There is is a constant nod to Carlin in the entire Third act. Um, he, we didn't miss him. He's in there. Good. Well, one of the nuclear laughs in the in the first film, just just amazing. Uh, but I mean, you you talk about the cast. You have Justin Long, Jason Biggs, James Vanderbeek, Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, Val Kilmer, Grant Gustin as Flash, and and on and on and on. And I mean, and Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, it, it's and it and I was seeing you genuinely moved by all of these people coming to be together uh Rosario Dawson you know for this for this movie um a, a big love you to you and you your films at least for us as the film goer has always been a big love you to your to your fan base and to pop culture in general it is a it is a uh, you know lion king circle of life sort of thing and and it's it, it has to be impressive to you to see this outpouring i mean it's uh Look, at the end of the day, like I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't make huge movies. Yeah. Um, but the movies I do make lodge in your heart. They're they're viral. It's kind of like catching herpes. Once you get it, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> it stays with you for life. So, like, not everyone interacts with the movies that I make in the same way. But there's some people that like I've grown up with you. I saw you when I was 17. I watched that black and white movie. 
and now I'm 42 and you've been a part of my life and now I got kids and I introduced them to your stuff. So it's, it's weird and wonderful. I didn't expect, I didn't expect any of this. I didn't expect Clarks would work. I didn't expect I'd get a career out of it. I certainly didn't expect we'd be doing it a quarter of a century. I didn't expect we'd ever go back to James Donald Bob. You can find many quotes online where a younger me is like, if I'm still wearing a backwards baseball cap at age 40, shoot me. <laughs> and, and not only am I wearing it in the movie, but every day of my life as well. So you, you never know which way the road's going to turn, but the road has turned in my favor a lot. And, and again, not like, you know, I've, I've seen my peers have incredible yeah. like success and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I've been chugging along for 25 years doing exactly what I want to do and never really having to do anything I didn't want to do in order to, to sustain a career, like just saying my own thing. So it, it's been so nice. And wrapping that all up in, in Jay and Son Bob reboot, because not only do we deal with all the movies I've ever done, but my life is packed in there and stuff. Like my, my kids in the movie playing Jay's kid. Like it's so Carly cool. plays, plays Jay's daughter. So she, they've been, They've known each other since she popped out the shoot like years ago. He, she loved him growing up, like because that's Uncle Jay. So for her to like be in the movie with him, we got really stellar results. We weren't thinking about like we got really emotional scenes because she'll cry in the movie as her character, and Jason's known her his whole life. So when she cries, he starts crying. So you get some like real acting from Jason. But I don't know if it's real acting as that's much great. as reacting and stuff, but it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. You get to do that because we've done this for as long as we have. Adam Goldberg, you know, who does the Goldbergs. He He's came great. Over, love him to death. He came over to watch the movie, and he goes, oh, my God. He's going, you've got a deep bench of characters like Marvel. This is kind of like a low-budget endgame. Everybody comes <laughs> together. Um, and, and it's nice. It's nice to still play with those characters. After I had the heart attack, I felt really old, I'll be honest with you. And then... The only thing that was going to make me feel young is if I went up to the attic, pulled out all my old toys, and started playing with them again. So that's what we did with Reboot. And it was real good for what ailed me. I love it. I love it. Uh, we want to mention that uh, the uh, screening is going to be on November 7th at the Philadelphia Film Center. And, and Kevin is going to be in town hosting it. So uh, that's going to be really special. I hope you have some time to maybe swing by the studio when you're in town, Kevin. So we'll stay in touch about that. I would absolutely love to. I know the first show is sold out, and the second show is almost sold out wow. at this point, so I'll have plenty of time to come in and chit-chat. Is, is it you solo, or are you with Jason as well? Jason's coming as well for the whole first <sighs> leg of the tour, because we're touring from October till late December, and then we tour again from January to March. So I'll be on awesome. the road for like six months with the movie, but Jason will be with me for the first half. The well, we're, th- we're thrilled. We're, yep. we're super thrilled. We love it all, and it's it's just fantastic, and we're thrilled for you. Yep, absolutely. You guys are incredibly sweet, man. Thanks, Thanks for listening to me blather around this morning. But for everyone out there listening, that Ben Affleck story, yep. that's your cue, man, to like, if there's somebody Do in it. your life that you haven't reached out to, and you're like, oh, things just went, reach out. This yep. is the moment. If I could reach out to that Ben, so much so that he wound up in the movie and made the movie better, man. You can reach out to your old friend right now. Email, text, even better than that, pick up the phone, hear a human voice. Because there's a good chance that that person has been waiting to hear from you as well. I love it. Sage advice. That's a great great way to wrap this up. Kevin, good to talk to you, man. We'll see you soon, okay? Excellent talking to you guys. Love Have it. a great Pennsylvania day. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Kevin Smith, guys. Yeah. It's a great sentiment. 
right there, no question. Go God, ahead and I, do it. I love that. I, I love too. that also because in, in that, think of that. In the Bruce Willis story, he loved Bruce Willis and they got into a thing and yep. now they're they're talking again. Uh, these are little things in life that are, are good to see happen for other people. Reminds you, as he said, if you're estranged from someone, yep. try to reconnect. Absolutely. You know what? I think we all deserve some iced coffee. Oh, after all yes. That, so. yeah. Why don't we go to Rick Maraki? He's with the Dunkin' Cooling Caravan Yay! of Love. It's on the road in our second stop of the morning. Rick, are you there? Yes, I'm here, bud. Where are you now, sir? Uh, we, I'm with Dave. We're at Montgomeryville, PA. for Paul Thorne Construction. It's Dave Gallier. Ah, nice. So, hey, Dave, how you doing, man? All right, now you doing? Good. What are you guys working on there? So we're building a senior living project out here. We got about 143 units we're building right now. Wow. Right, uh, right across from uh, the Home Depot. Okay. Right in Montgomeryville. I know exactly where that is. Nice. And uh, how many guys work on the site, guys and ladies? We got about, uh, about 30, 40 guys out here right now. Okay. And uh, we and figured... actually 30, 40 people here, not like the uh, like previous time. Okay. Well, we figured it'd be a nice way to uh, to start the day with some iced coffee and uh, cool you guys off before you uh, begin the day. So thanks for getting in touch, number one. And uh, have they had a chance to distribute the uh, the goodies yet? Yes, they did. Thank you guys for that. So Dave and I were talking yesterday, and uh, Dave, I guess you're the, the foreman, or this is your, your crew, and you were saying how occasionally you'll bring coffee and donuts <laughs> to your guys, but uh, never bring the Preston and Steve calendar girls before, right? <laughs> That, that's the first for them. You got it. Oh, well, do you sense that they're they enjoying this? Donuts every week, but they don't get this every week. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you guys going to be working on this project? We got about another nine months or so to go. Wow, nine months working hard, getting a little break, and now again, perhaps you're working hard again. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some time to bring some hot coffee out in yeah. January or something yeah. like that. Quite possible. We'll still be at it. Yeah. But. Well, listen, ma'am, we appreciate you and the guys and everybody working there and, and listening to uh, WMMO and the President and Steve show. We figured this should just be a, a nice way to start your day, so we hope you enjoy it, all right? Thank you for now. And, that. Yep, anytime. So uh, so make sure, you know, uh, Rick, everybody's taken care of, which I'm sure you're doing, and uh, hang out there for Absolutely. a bit. Absolutely. And we'll follow along sure. on social and get some pictures from you guys. You still got the, uh, uh, the Fat Guy approved flavors there? <laughs> You still have Heath Bar and uh, cookies and cream, and it's all vegetarian and vegan. Oh, oh wonderful. Yeah. That makes all it even right. better. Heart yeah. healthy. Yeah, heart yeah. healthy. That's excellent. All right, well, thank you. guys really like it, too, don't they? All right, excellent. And they're, they're loving right. it. There you go. And Alexa and Julie and uh, Brittany, who are, are respectively Miss July, Miss March, and Miss January, are with Rick, and uh, they're on the job site, and everybody's enjoying We're looking at some pictures right now. There. And they're really having a blast, obviously. They, they look wonderful. They're having a good time. So uh, I'm happy that we could stop out there. So once Again, that's Hawthorne Construction Group building a senior living home in Montgomeryville, PA. So that's awesome, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, we have another stop. They're going to hang out there for a little while. We'll check in with the, the next round of stops with the Duncan Cooling Caravan. So thank you to Duncan uh, for supplying the iced coffees uh, this morning. We do appreciate that. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We'll back, get back in a second. Is uh, our buddy Mark here yet? Yeah. He is here. Yay! Another Mark. great guest. Summers is stopping by. We also have tattoo artist James Vaughn, who is currently giving a tattoo uh, to listener Jackie. And he is going to be at the Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash going on this weekend in the Wildwoods Convention Center. I'll get you the details on that in a bit. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Convention Campers. With so many rock shows coming to BB&T Pavilion in August, MMR figures we'll just pitch our tent and stay the whole month. Nine killer rock concerts creates the opportunity for MMR's first rock residency. Hart and Joan Jett. Corn and Allison Chains. The Smashing Pumpkins. MMR's got complete concert coverage and lots of chances to win your way in. For a complete rundown on MMR's rock residency in August and a chance at exclusive prizes and backstage experiences, check WMMR.com. So we are happy to have our next guest back into the studio. In fact, we're going to we're gonna play a little game with him here in a moment. Yes, we will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our good, close, personal friend, Mr. Mark Summers. Yeah, hey! How He's are you? This morning. Hey, we're good. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I forget how humid it is here in the summertime. I'm... Practically naked coming in here because it's, it's, uh... it sucks. Honestly, you it, for when I years and years and years ago, you know, started to experience summers in Philadelphia. I'm like, what in the f? It's the Northeast, <laughs> and it's like New Orleans humid. It, it is. sucks. I'm I'm uh, I, I don't know if Kathy likes this word, but I'm moist all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that word. Yeah. I've been moist since I got here. <laughs> it's, it's, but then we're, we're generally arousing as a show. By the way, Mark, you know, that's probably another, so you probably don't know this, but in some of our production elements, and it might be our top of the hour ID, yeah. uh, they rotate. There's different ones that run, and it's, it's the Preston <laughs> Steve show, and then you just hear you go, uh, you know me, I have a huge gonads. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe next might when be. I I've been that? moist for a week. No, yeah. we're not kidding. It, it, it airs quite a lot. Yeah. But you, you say, in a matter of fact, uh, you know me. I have a huge gonad. Yeah, it's such an offhanded remark. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like just it. perfectly you. I think you were describing something about perhaps reaching out to Oprah as your neighbor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been. Could have been. I, and I remember hearing it a couple times. I had no idea what it was. And Dawn and I were like, "That was Mark, Mark Summers." Summer. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah, I'm so moist. <laughs> Yeah, the next one. Nice and isolated. I love it. You were actually on, I was just saying before the the mic spoke, that uh, the the episode of uh, Double Dare on the Goldbergs, which airs constantly. Oh, my God. Those residual checks are fantastic. (laughs) Last (laughs) night. But it's great how they cut you in from the show. I love what that show does so well is that the two people who are playing the the uh, producers of Double Dare are actually the two contestants yes. locally yes. who ended up being on the show. It's just uh, it's it's so cool. But this the, thing doesn't go away. Thirty two years, it just keeps coming back. <laughs> it's you know? amazing. Yeah. I've done sixty cities on this tour. I've got the summer off. We go back out October fourteenth through December twenty first. Uh, you go to DoubleDareLiveTour dot com and find out where we're going. And uh, it's it's been fun. It's exhausting, uh, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. My and, son. Loved it. Really? Absolutely loved it. He was not old enough to participate, and I would say at least once a week he says, What's the age that I can participate again? When is it coming back? When can we go? Oh, that's cool. We almost had a double dare birthday party this year, but he he switched last minute, and we're going with superheroes. All right. They went to a Hugh Hefner midnight party. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell me about that. How old is he now? Uh, he's turning eight. Eight, okay. So I think it's nine, right, that you need to participate. So we've got another year. Another year to go. Amazing. Hey, I did not know that you had a shark special. Yes. And apparently that ran during Shark Week last week again. Yeah. Was that Cuba? How, how uh, we did Cuba. I did that three years ago. I'm okay. glad you brought this up. Um, Discovery couldn't get into Cuba. And uh, my company and my partner, Ian uh, Shive, 
got uh, Discovery down there, and we shot uh, the largest shark ever found uh, was uh, found down there back in the 40s, and we were in search of uh, tiburonis, uh, which was the, n- the name they gave the shark. And we did such research. They took a picture of all these people sitting on the shark when they brought it up, and a couple of them were still alive, and we found this guy who was like 87 years old when he sat on this thing. He was like, you know. Nine or something. Double dare. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Physical challenge. big nose, it's a snot. And you know, it, it's so moist down in Cuba. I got to tell you, I just. Uh, your your so, gonads were sweating. I, I, my gonads were sweating and I was moist. So, so, um, so we did that. And based on that series, um, I have a new show coming out on Discovery starting in November ish uh, called The Last Unknown. And uh, Ian and I uh, are exec producing this, and he's on camera. And and we're going to islands that the United States owns, but nobody can go to. So they I are, love this. I love these kind of shows. Oh, it's amazing. Pristine, okay. Can you and, name some of the islands? Uh, well, we're out in the Aleutian Islands currently shooting. We wow. shot... Uh, the Aleutians are brutal. Oh, they are. And uh, we were very close to Russia, and uh, we could uh, see Sarah Palin's house <laughs> where we were shooting. But, um, Call back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but the things we've discovered on this island, there was a boat that was uh, sunken that's sticking up, a World War II plane that crashed on the island. So it's sort of science meets history. Well, they became, they became very, very focused on real estate during the Cold War and all of that. Obviously, it was it has there's a lot of the, these sort of things like the, um, the Picarin uh, island, uh, you know the uh, um, all of these places that have there's there's a story or legend, but there's nobody there's really nobody there. No, you nobody know? there. And so you're going to these places now. There is a, a risk factor, I assume, in a little bit of some of the travel to get to these places. Oh correct? my God, it's unbelievable to get from point A to point B with these small seaplanes, and then you take these dinghies in, and the waves. People, uh, are on. you good with this? Well, you know what? I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> as the exec producer, everybody else goes. I okay. sit in the edit room and go, that that's pretty. That's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, I uh, wouldn't do that. I know. No, Jews don't do those things. Uh, we pay people to do those. Things. Um, You'll go to the Jolutions. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very good. So uh, the team's out there, and, and one of the days, well, actually for two or three days, everybody was sick as a dog because of uh, the sure. waves. Yeah. And then I almost went on this one they're on now, and Ian, my partner, said, I don't think you should go on this thing. So, What's uh, the most remote, Mark? Can you reveal it? Or um, the most um, isolated? I, I don't know names, okay. but I will come back with those names. But it's quite remarkable because uh, scientists, I'm learning, Judge the situation uh, of our uh, oceans by bird colonies. Yeah, and uh, the birds on this uh, on these islands are telling us a whole bunch. So uh, it'll be really cool. So the last unknown, uh, last unknown uh, discovery. Ian Shive is our host, and uh, that'll be happening sometime uh, November. December. I love that. I love all that yeah. stuff. It's incredibly compelling. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So I'm getting Great. to stick my toe in different areas now. You know, outside uh, of the culinary world. Yes, and and Restaurant Impossible is back and doing very well by the way, yeah. so that's cool. I'm involved in an arm's length sort of situation, so that works out well. And, uh, yeah, and I'm just, I have the summer off, which I never do. You have a cool uh, trip planned that's going to, kind of a long walking, you were, you were telling me in the green room, a, uh, a sort of a long walking tour of fishing villages? In uh, Portugal. My daughter and I are going for two weeks. We're going to Lisbon, and then we're hiking fishing villages along the coast uh, with a company called Backroads. Where did this idea come from? Well, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I did Tuscany and Umbra. I did 70 miles in six days. And uh, my wife is not a walker, but my daughter is. And she called me up the other day and said, Dad, let's do it. So uh, we're doing it. And uh, I'm really excited about, uh, you know, because uh, you just, 
have time to do nothing but enjoy yourself. You don't think about this. This is so cool. How, how old's your daughter? Uh, 35. And she have a family, kids, uh, She's like married, uh, no kids yet. Okay. And, but uh, then she breaks away and does this with dad? Yeah. But that's really, that's very special. It, well, it's, it is. It's very Jack Kerouacian. Yes. But I'm, I, my kids actually still like being and hanging out with me. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so when your daughter calls and says, let's do it, you do it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Do you know about the John Muir Trail and oh, the yeah. uh, Pacific Crest Trail oh, yeah. in, in California? The uh, PCT runs from uh, the border of Mexico to Canada. And um, I, I was out in California on vacation, and I encountered a bunch of people who were doing JMT and PCT. And uh, I'm always impressed and amazed that, that they're able to do it. <laughs> um, but I, I'll, I'm never... I never quite understand why and how they're able to do it, how to take the time, how to get away from work, how to, yeah. how to um, set aside this amount of time to do something like that. So I'm impressed that it, it, you being able to just set aside the time to do it and to do it with a family member. You know what's cool? Um, I, I, I was thinking, uh, while I've had a lot of time this summer to think, is I've been on the go since I'm about 18 years old, yeah. okay, uh, trying to get in the entertainment business and, you know, 13 years before Double Dare and all the things that happened there. and then Hoping you, to one day meet us. Yeah, uh, that was like number one on the list, <laughs> of course. Uh, and, and, you know, here I am, 67 and a half years old, and I've never really sort of stopped and relaxed. And that's what I've been doing this summer. And uh, I get up in the morning and I walk to the ocean and sometimes I listen to music, sometimes I talk to tourists, sometimes I just... Do nothing. Yeah. And um, I've never relaxed this much in my life. And you know what? I'm starting to like it. <laughs> yeah. It's really worth You've earned it, for Christ's sake. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, it's it's amazing. Where in California did you go, Nick? Uh, the Sierra Nevada. So uh, I was in Yosemite and uh, uh, the eastern uh, slope of the Sierras, uh, Sequoia National Park, Kings Canyon National Park. But we spent time around the JMT and the Pacific Crest Trail as well. And it's, it's just an amazing place. Um, and then just to see these people dedicate that amount of time to doing something like that, uh, I'm impressed by. I, I have so much fun. I, when I did the Tuscany and Umbria one, we were in trails where there were abandoned, uh, you know, chateaus that nobody's been in for 30 or 40 years. And you just go in and walk around and there's beautiful paintings on the wall. You know, there's a whole world out there. There's a big world out yes. there. Oh, my God. During the time off, I, I was able to tour Mount Airy in Germantown. Oh, so, yeah. uh, and uh, it was wow. it so was pretty. amazing. Mom, we we go into houses went? that actually were inhabited, <laughs> and were often chased away. You went to the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Mount I went to Mount Airy, and then Germantown. The German people are so welcoming. Are they cool? Yeah. Uh, so you walk uh, in, you go V Gates, and they go, "Can I have some water?" Right. Some <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, how, are you in town for like a health checkup? Yeah, anything? it's okay. my six month. Uh, you know, uh, take the blood out, uh, touch me here and touch me there. Yeah, and uh, you know, well, you look great. I was well, saying yeah, this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to pre-predict nothing but wonderful news. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks. I went to a, a restaurant last night called Soraya. Have you guys been to this? I've time? heard of it. I've heard of it. Oh yeah. my. God. That's when you get old and your skin gets itchy? That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes. Uh, what kind of food is it? I, it's Lebanese, Ooh. which I went and go, what, what the heck am I getting into? Greg uh, Root, uh, who runs it with uh, Nick Kennedy as the chef, I, it just was unbelievable. A lot of fish, uh, baba ganoush. A baba uh, ganoush. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, fresh uh, Topo Gijo's brother. <laughs> That's right. Wait, baba now I hear <laughs> baba ganoush. I hear our, I understand your cousin's in town. <laughs> 
That's right, Eddie. And, uh, and uh, so that was great. And, of course, I did my Stephen Starr stuff. I was at uh, Park yesterday for breakfast, and I was at uh, Butcher and Singer the night before. So uh, when's, I, the, when's the definitive Mark Summers uh, uh, culinary guide to Philadelphia coming <laughs> yeah. out? You know, I do it all the time. It's just like there's so many places now. And, and to get a great place like Soraya that just opened, I guess it's been a couple of years now. But, and they're getting ready to open a, a Mexican place and a new place in uh, Rittenhouse. I don't we know. just had two top chefs in here yesterday. Oh, right? did you really? Yeah. Yeah, we had Nick Elmy and uh, Salamalov, Mike, Mike uh, Salamalov oh. yeah, from... Um What's Zahav. the name of the Zahav. Zahav. Yeah, which won the James Beard Award. Yeah, so they he's were... amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He's had uh, Dizen Goss and all sorts of other places. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> still the culinary mecca, as far as I'm concerned, you know? I had an idea for the. Did you like my restaurant idea from yesterday? The, uh, no. What was it? Condiment. Condiment. <laughs> which what? is just. Condiment. Tell me what I have. Condiments. There. Just yeah. nothing but condiments. Oh, I thought it was something else. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. if the waiters do well, you get a reservoir tip, huh? Yeah, yeah. A... <laughs> Put it in for her pleasure. Yeah. Is that way too hip for the room, I guess, right? <laughs> Mark... You see a Nicker laughing. Okay. <laughs> something. Reservoir tip. <laughs> May, uh, Mark does give immediate immediate uh, uh, information if you may need a uh, a, a culinary destination. Yeah. Because yes. when we went to London, I asked him. He's like, "Oh, you got to go here, here, here." And I'm like, "Perfect, man." Yeah, those yeah. those places are good, man. That's, you know, it's mm-hmm. all over. So Portugal, never been. I'll have to discover a new. Yeah, places, yeah. Man. So who do you consult if you're going to go somewhere? And and uh, Bobby Brian. Flay generally. No kidding. Yeah, Bobby no seems kidding. to have his finger on the pulse of. Restaurants, I, like I, I texted him right away last night. Come to Philly and go to Soraya. Uh, so we okay. interact a lot about about that. But Bobby seems to know where the, all the places are. Yeah, he knows his stuff. He oh, Dude knows man. his well, stuff. We had to cancel our interview with Bobby Flay on uh, Thursday because he's doing television. So if you want to call your friend Bobby Flay, damn it, hey. he's got a new series with his daughter. Yeah, um, and uh, so he'll take you to his favorite lobster roll in New York, and then his daughter, who's like twenty four, will take you to the hipper, cooler places. And so, and that, that's his. That's the new series. So yes, I know he's plugging that. He's actually yeah. in Saratoga right now because he has racehorses and he's. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, we, we do too. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's another world. I don't know what that world is. And we have some uh, uh, pets, well, domestic pets. Mark, we'd like to put you to work this morning. Yes. Uh, the greatest host of uh, game shows I've ever met. Ever no question. And so we need some callers on the line. Uh, and we are each here on the show going to play for a caller. You don't have to do anything. You just got to sit back and let the magic unfold <laughs> and get ready to win some prizes as we play this. Present know the show WMMR. Kathy can't go to bed at night if there's anything on the floor. And Steve's got a bunch of Cub Scouts buried in the dirt behind his <laughs> cellar door. Nick's effeminate. Marissa likes getting text messages with naked pictures attached. Casey boy squeezes bus out of his armpits, impressing <laughs> like seating his own scabs. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have not done know the show in a long, long time. Well, we, we usually refuse to do it unless Mark Summers going to host it. That is correct. And so uh, the way this will work, the format is that uh, Mark will have a statement that he'll say about each one of the members individually. He'll pick out a member and make a statement, and the rest of us try to answer uh, a question that might be answered by that person. And each one of us, if we get it correct, we get a point. 
if we answer like-mindedly with the person that's being singled out. All of the newlywed game. All of the new... It's the same thing, actually. Yeah. In fact, this is the newlywed theme music, I yes, think, that we're playing. we're ripping off everything we can. <laughs> Every bit. And uh, if uh, we'll, we'll have point totals, whoever has the most points, that person on the phone line who it, we are playing for is going to win a prize. If there's a tie, we'll give away a couple of prizes. That's the way it'll work. So we're getting these people... Lined up on the phone line now, and uh, we have Marissa, who's come in the studio to uh, participate in this as well. So let me see who we're getting up on the line. So I want to make sure, or can I designate that later on? Uh, you know, know what? No, they're, they're going to designate it for us. So, All right, so we have a number of listeners who are going to be signed up with each one of us. So I'll turn it over to Mr. Mark Summers. Thank then. you. No rehearsal, sight reading. Here we go. Radio legend Preston Elliott, or El Scabo, as the people of his native Honduras refer to him, <laughs> is a man of many talents who enjoys a plethora of hobbies. Mm. If Preston were told he must give up one of his cherished hobbies on the spot and never, ever indulge in it again for the rest of his life, which of the following three would he select? Mm. Is it golf, drumming, or cooking? Mm. You have 15 seconds to write your answers down. All right, 15 seconds. And as they're doing that, uh, I will mention that I'm going to be playing for listener Brian. Uh, Steve will be playing for listener Sandy. And Casey will be playing for Brian Z. I do know that so far, and we'll find out who the others are in a moment. So I All think right, time, time is, is up. up. And All we're right. going to start with Casey Boy. Which one would he give up and never be able to do for the rest of his life? Um, wow. I, this one was really tough. You got to eat or you're going to die. Uh, I would say you got to listen to music or you're going to die. So I went with golf. golf. Casey says golf. Steve, your re- reply is? No, I had to think about these as well because I know that he has he he adores golf, and uh, though he's had some issues with his shoulder, drumming, the music is everything uh, to him. However, there are other people who can cook for him, uh, and uh, so I say cooking. Cooking. Two different answers. We move to Kathy. Uh, I was the same as Casey. I said golf because I know that he has back and shoulder issues, and I think that would be the reason because it would hurt, uh, and I don't think that he could give up drumming or cooking. All right, so we have two golfs, and uh, we have a uh, cooking, cooking, and we're moving to Nick. Uh, so I went with because of the hearing issue, I thought that Preston would choose uh, on a tactical situation to give up drumming for the Ooh, rest of his life. Yet another answer, and finally, Marissa. Mm, um, I went with, I think most of the crowd went with, and I went with golf. Golf, we have three golfs. Wow. Preston, I, what is the response? If I were to have to give up one of them for the rest of my life, uh, I'd have to go, I'm, I'm going to say, agree with Steve, I'd give up cooking. Uh-huh. Really? Oh, Somebody else wow. can make that food for me, and even though I have shoulder and back problems, I still love the game of golf, and I'll never quit playing How's golf. your putt? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Have a tug. Yeah, here. Grab the shaft, and you tell me. Nice balls. Got a couple balls. All right, so and they're boys. Steve got the lone point on wow. that one. Who's keeping right. score? I'll right. And who, uh, who's our person uh, who's won? Well, it's going to be it's a total. Be after the oh, okay. It's going to be a total yeah, at yeah. the end. All right. All right, so. Question two. All right. While Preston is known as a man of the people who often spends his spare time dispensing free croutons to the homeless, he is amazingly occasionally uncomfortable while in one-on-one situation, in a one-on-one situation. Which member of the Preston and Steve cast will Preston say he is least at ease with when he sees them away from the show? Oh, wow. my. Wait, I don't... You gotta ask that again. Okay. 
So, um, who is the person? You can leave out the crouton part. No, no. In English. In English. Preston is least at ease. Who's he's the most uncomfortable with? Which one of you? When you're away from the show. So if yeah, because I'm one-on-one on one situations. Okay, okay. and he knows right. all you guys for 100 years. Yep. If he came front face-to-face face at a barbecue, which one would he feel the most uncomfortable with? That is the question. Who is he least at ease with away from the show? You've got 15 seconds to answer this I question. I don't see Kathy writing. Chop, chop, chop. All right, as she's writing, I'll mention a couple other things. Kathy is going to be playing for listener Ryan. Uh, Nick is playing for listener Sam and Marissa. We'll be playing for listener Dean. 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 Huh? Dean. Dean. Hello, Dean. Uh, Marissa, <laughs> we'll yes. start with you. All right. Um, I think Preston and Casey have a great bond. Preston and Steve, obviously the longest relationship here, plus Casey on top of that, too. Kathy, you guys have the kids together. Nick, you guys have some bonds. I think... I think it's me. Really? Uh, yes, and we were out in London. Preston came to see me and my friends. He was there for like 30 seconds, and he was like, <laughs> uh, I got to go. Really? <laughs> so I guessed it was me. Wow, yeah, and you're a little Miss Social Bug, so that's mm. interesting. All right, Nick. Uh, that's funny, Marissa, because uh, I felt the same way about myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just, I, I, Preston's been with Steve for so long that I think you guys can talk. Uh, Not in the biblical. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, too no, much sexual. About yeah. anything. Uh, they, they've done uh, trips together with Casey, you know, gone golfing or whatever. Uh, and then I just sort of defaulted to uh, his relationships with Kathy and Marissa. So I'm going to refer to myself in the third person so and Nick say Nick. And Marissa, I'm going to go over there to uh, Casey next. Yes, uh, we all know that Preston and I share a, a, a nice bond with one another we've uh, had valentine's dinners by ourselves yes you have we've uh, we've spent a lot Share of time picks uh, hot tubs together and yeah, all that sort of stuff have. so i definitely don't think that that i'm the answer here um steve and preston have a long relationship uh nick uh and preston definitely see eye to eye on a lot of things uh you know pop culture wise and stuff like that so i don't think it's nick marissa you had mentioned that it was you and your friends, but this question is about singularly. One-on-one. One-on-one, and I think you and Preston have actually hung out and, and had some good times together as well. One night in particular after a uh, singles mixer or something <laughs> like that, you guys went out for entirely too long of a time. Um, oh, pitcher's pub. Yeah. Um, I need to know more detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I had to go with Kathy on this one. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right, we're going to go to Steve. All right. Now, we have had a long relationship, Preston and I. And, it's a, and, and we, you know, till death do us part, love Preston dearly. And we have a, there's a certain relationship we have that I don't think anyone can, can define. I think, like Casey, you and Preston share more in common than do we, Preston and myself. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone here has something more... <laughs> Than I have, at least in that level. And I think we sort of keep a lot of what we share for the, studio, for the right? show. Yeah. And that's why I said me. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but that makes sense. I get that. I get that. And finally, Kathy. So, like everyone but Casey, <laughs> they chose themselves, yes. uh, which is also what I did. You did. I thought it was me. Wow. Isn't this telling? Wow. This is just say about me. You guys yeah. all think you don't a like you. No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> about not liking. <laughs> 
I think it's like everyone else better. Yeah. 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 So tell me, Preston. All right. I'm going to tell you with an explanation okay. uh, and a follow-up as well. <laughs> you don't have that much time. so uh... Uh, The guys are off the hook because I, I, I am more uncomfortable with attractive women uh, when I'm alone with them. Mm. So there's that. And so we, what are you saying? So two, we, two, we have two beautiful women that work here, even though yeah. they're very, very good friends of mine. That doesn't change that fact. Right. Um, and uh, this person that I would feel, if I, and, and I'd, I'd have to say, God, I, it's not that I don't feel uncomfortable with any of you, no, but, but having to choose, having to pick one, there's one that I kind of seek <laughs> approval from because she's so great at what she does in a perfectionist in this business, and it's Marissa. Oh. Wow. So it's important to me what she thinks of me, oh. and so therefore wow. I would be a little nervous. Now listen, about that night in London, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what it was. I showed up. You had all your friends there. You didn't introduce me to any of your friends, and you didn't say who I was, and I was kind of mad about that. Wow. Oh, oh, the truth comes Preston, out. Yes. If we're so going to be totally honest, mm-hmm. that's why I closed down. And it wow. nagged at him for months. Till this Marissa. very moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. It, it How could you? <laughs> How could and you? waiting in the waiting room is a therapist to work <laughs> with both of you. I'm sorry, Dr. Preston. Joyce okay. I guess all I right. didn't want to be like, hey, guys, this is Preston. But you guys know Preston. your lack of data. Decorum has won you the point. So That's there you right. go. There you yes. go. Yeah. Nice That's Thanks. the point. We'll We're hug. moving over to Steve Morrison right now. We'll hug now. later. All right. <laughs> A little known fact about the enigma that is Steve Morrison is that his great-grandparents on his father's side lost their lives to Titanic, both having choked to death on Twizzlers during a matinee showing. <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, if Steve was Rose from the movie Titanic floating on that door with room for only one member of the Preston and Steve show, who <laughs> 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 would he say? Wow. Man. All right, 15 seconds to write your answer down. That's hysterical. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That was easy. That was easy, huh? That was easy. I wrote it down right away. (laughs) I can't wait to get there. Okay, we're going to start with you, Kathy. Who is it? Okay, so after... Today's conversation. If we were on the Titanic, we would have had to pack in suitcases, <laughs> hotel room, yes. a little tiny hotel room you have to share with somebody. We had no idea that this was going to go down. So he is going to save me for sure. Oh, <laughs> great reasoning. Wow. I like the part about going down. Um, <laughs> Steve. Well, I'm last. I'm last. Steve. He's last. Go, yes. He goes last. So yeah. oh, oh, you go, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going with um, basic math here, and uh, Steve is going to need more room. <laughs> so I'm going with the tiniest member of the President Steve Show, Marissa, Marissa, so they can both fit on the door. Wow. Okay, okay right. Marissa, we'll go to you. Uh, well, the true Steve Morrison would actually give up the door and let two oh, other people. Nice. Oh my! Right. Right. This is a hypothetical. Yeah. I also agree with Nick, and it would be me just for size reasons. <laughs> okay. That's it. Wow. Size matters. Okay, Preston. Okay. Uh, this might be a little selfish, but without Preston, there ain't no Preston and Steve show. And we still have a future to think about after this horrible tragedy. Well, I'm saying me. All right. Yes. Casey? Uh, so I would think, like, right after everybody got rescued, Steve would go back to work the very next day. And it wouldn't sound good to have the Casey and Steve show or the Kathy and Steve or Nick and Steve and Marissa and Steve. It can only be 
Preston yeah, and right. Steve. Yeah, Robert right. Preston's dead, so that wouldn't work. Okay. <laughs> all, and finally, Steve. All legitimate reasons, but yes. I had to break it down on survival. Likeliest to survive yeah. in the situation. Both Kathy and Casey are swimmers. Casey has saved my life here in the studio, mm-hmm. uh, but they are both capable swimmers. N- Preston is very resourceful and c- could could survive, I think. Nick as well. And for the person, I think, who would be in the most dire situation vis-a-vis their size and lack of insulation, <laughs> Marissa. Marissa yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just because you guys would all be fine on your own. <laughs> uh, wait, not, not to dismiss Nick's point of extra elbow room on the door. Nick and Marissa. Nick and Marissa both answer. Yeah. All right, what's the point total so far, Case? I think I have Marissa has two, Nick has one, Steve has one. All right. right. Though if we were packing the way we do talk about, Kathy would have a, a, a certain <laughs> edge. Steve's love for the world of movies is exceeded only by his love of the world of porn. <laughs> <laughs> Disregarding the porn movies, what will Steve say is the one movie franchise he could not and would not live without? Wow. Oh. 15 seconds. Oh. Boy, you all seem to know this pretty darn quick. That's interesting. We are going to start with Marissa. All right. Uh, there was an obvious answer, but I didn't go with that one because I'm guessing most of you guys went with it. So I'm just going with Batman. Batman. Ah, Batman. Nice. Nice. Okay. Casey, what did you say? Oh, I went opposite uh, because there have been so many. I know that you love Batman, but you want to have sex with James Bond. Ah. Mm. James Bond. Preston. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of the same thing. I know there's so much. Although Connery was his favorite, and uh, Roger Moore did a whole lot of those movies, but I still think he's got a huge fascination with James Bond. All right. Yep. Nick? Uh, yeah, Marissa, you your answer made me think twice, but uh, I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to go with James Bond as well. All right. Kathy? Uh, I just said overall Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good wow. point. Yeah. yeah. So, Steve, the answer is... James Bond. Yeah, there you go. Yes. What is your fascination with Bond? Since uh, Bond, my father took me when to Dr. No when it came out when I was uh-huh. super young. And uh, there have been many movie franchises, consistent franchises that have influenced my life. But Bond has been, I mean, marathon after marathon after marathon has been just at the core of my life. Favorite Bond Batman movie? Batman is my... Whoa, whoa, okay, so uh, <laughs> the one that is a quintessential is probably considered Goldfinger. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, my favorite, Connery. Connery's my favorite Bond, followed by Daniel Craig, followed by... Daniel Craig, really? Right, followed by uh, George Lazenby and Roger Moore. Roger Moore has uh, two good Bonds, would be uh, three, Live and Let Die, For Your Eyes Only, Inspire Love Me. Uh-huh. Uh, and Timothy Dalton, they're, they're all good. They're all good. Yeah. yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're playing uh, Know the Show with Mark Summers as our host. Let's continue. All right. Uh, so where are we here now? Uh, Casey. Whoever you want to go yeah, to. Casey. All right. All right. We're going to do the list of show legends regarding Casey is long and in many cases embellished, including things such as him saying um, a bubble scabosis <laughs> instead of multiple sclerosis and being terrified of his home thermostat. This is the first time I'm reading this stuff. <laughs> I never said mobile scabosis. That's it. It's you're saying it's a false legend. <laughs> Which embellished legend about Casey will he say he would love to have go away once and for all? Fifteen oh. seconds. Is- what embe- embellished legend about Casey will he say he wants to go away and never brought up ever again? Oh, I predict I everybody is going to get this one. <laughs> this is going to be a five. Find out about five this. Here. We're going to start with Steve. 
Uh, there's uh, even the writing this question. I knew it might be a gimme, but we had to go with it just to give Casey the chance to dispel some rumors about himself, including bubble scabosis <laughs> and his thermostat. Uh, ranch dressing. What is it? Uh, his love of ranch dressing. Yeah, love ranch, ranch dressing. dressing. Okay, very good. Kathy. Kathy. Yep, love of ranch dressing. Ranch dressing on pizza. All ranch <laughs> really? dressing. He uh, loves it. Nick. Ranch dressing. Oh, my. This is me. Marissa? Because he didn't invent it. Ranch dressing. <laughs> Preston. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's unanimous. Yeah. Ranch dressing. And uh, we will go to the gentleman himself. It's not my go-to, okay, guys? <laughs> it's not my favorite dressing. Um, what is it about ranch dressing that you like? Oh. <laughs> it, it, it is actually pretty yummy with pizza. Is Do you really? have the isolated audio of just you freaking out anywhere, Kay, so we could play it for Mark mm, just so he has an idea? I don't know. You know what? We uh, don't have to play the whole thing. But... Uh, the crowd loves that idea, Preston. Uh, <laughs> see if we... Oh, wait. Hang on a second. It's recording. All right. Yeah, uh, why but... did that happen? Yeah, there was okay. a moment on the show where we brought up the fact that Casey was dipping his pizza in ranch dressing. Oh, thank God it was oh. a pizza. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yes. <laughs> there was and... a question as to whether that, that was calorically wise. Yeah, here we go. Can I, can I make a suggestion without yeah. being insulting? Yes. Uh, try pizza without ranch dressing. Uh, <laughs> Listen, uh, you a-holes. When was the last time you saw me uh, with ranch dressing? I, okay, can I jump? And by the way, I don't always eat pizza with ranch dressing. I didn't invent it. It is something that I tried, like, within the last year. All right? Okay. Drop the friggin' ranch dressing. Drop it. Really Listen, I will say this. I have seen you eat pizza and Last six or seven times. Hear a little bit more of this. Hang now on. dress him. <laughs> Did you say six or seven times? Well, that, he has, I have not seen him have dressing on his pizza in quite a while. <laughs> and it's not something I invented. Oh, it that, was like I, I tried that. it because I saw a girl with a, with a nice frame, as a matter of fact, trying to like ranch dressing on your pizza. All right, I'll try it. And then he did it like six times. And next thing you know, I, I'm... I'm making ranch dressing pizza sandwiches or something. <laughs> Shut up! It's still just as funny. Oh, my. I've never heard you. Oh, so whacked. Can I get that? a point for that easy question? <laughs> my all-time favorite moments uh, on the show. We need to move on. In many right. ways, Casey is sort of an ongoing lab experiment producing flatulence <laughs> at an alarming rate. <laughs> <laughs> Who will Casey say is the one show member he takes the most joy farting in front of? Oh, my joy? God. The most joy. Oh. And, and oh. Don't end the sentence with a preposition, by the way. But uh, who does he enjoy farting in front of the most? <laughs> Gee whiz. All right. Got I'm it in. down there? I'm You're good. in? Everybody's yep. in? Mm-hmm. We're going to start with you, Preston. Uh, now, I, initially, I was going to say me, but I, I don't think that happens anymore because I am... I'm, I'm disgusted by it. Yep. It just it bugs me, and I, he will do it sometimes in front of guests that we have in no. here. Uh, oh, yeah, out loud. It's the ranch dressing. I'm like, dude, does. come on, stop it. Uh, and, oh, my God, Mark, some of them are just deadly. <laughs> but I think he gets a kick out of actually doing it in front of Kathy more okay. than anybody else. I think he finds that funny, but All that's right. my guess. Marissa. Uh, that was my initial guess, Preston, was Kathy, but I thought he actually, like, deep down gets embarrassed to do it in front of Kathy. Mm. He knows I get mad at him when it happens <laughs> on his way into the studio. So I figured the only person that might giggle at it was Preston. Okay. Mm. Okay. Nick. Uh, I think because it pisses her off so much that, uh, <laughs> that he's going to go with Kathy. And mm-hmm. Kathy. 
It's so disgusting. It's so awful. Yes, he does do it when there's guests in the studio. No, he doesn't. It's the worst smelling <laughs> thing ever. It, it, it's awful. It's so stupid. It's childish. <laughs> I hate every second of it. But I think that he gets a kick out of Preston's response at how angry it makes me. Wow. So I went with Preston. Oh, right. there's an interesting uh, look at it, Steve. Uh, I'm going to echo Kathy's sentiment uh-huh. and say Preston. Yeah. Wow. yeah. All right, Casey. I will have to say, because he's not an official member of the show, but an honorable mention goes to Chuck. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. If, he, if he were going to be a part of this, I would say Chuck D'Amico because Chuck... He laughs at you. He, he loves this. He says that my farts have personality, and they do. But I absolutely love uh, farting in front of Preston. Ah! I would have thought Kathy. Yeah, no, right. no. Kathy. I... Okay. Uh, even like when he gets mad, like when they're like silent ones, sometimes I sit there and I, and I just wait for him to smell it. Well, I'll just I'll so just sit next to you, other. So Mark, you'll be sitting here, and I'll and I'll just see I'll see Preston start to go. <laughs> sometimes I, I mean I have I have lights all back. Here. Oh my! And Preston will just be in the middle of talking. There'll just be a little. I'll just hear that. Oh, oh my god. Learning more about this show. But I really yeah. do go into like other rooms. If we have guests in the studio, you've gotten that's... better. Yeah, you've gotten better. What are the totals on the points? So I can't far? remember who answered uh, Preston on that uh, one. Steve did. I yes. did. And Kathy and Marissa. Kathy. Yes. All right. So Marissa's now in the lead. Four uh, with four. Steve's got three. Kathy's got three. Nick's got three. Wow. Yeah. Kathy so is our tight. next subject. All right. It's not a stretch of the imagination to say that if Kathy Romano had written the musical Rent, we would not be singing Seasons of Love and instead would be singing Seasons of Activities. Yes. <laughs> Fall, winter, spring, or summer, which season will Kathy say yields her favorite time-killing, energy-sucking activities? Oh. I got it. That's season. a great question. Yep. Will Kathy say yields her favorite time-killing, <laughs> energy-sucking activities. Is it winter, spring, summer, mm-hmm. or fall? And we're going to start with Steve. Uh, this is a, this is sort of a tough one, uh, but I I know that uh, Kathy and I share a, a a lot of the similar loves of the various holidays. And now while uh, Christmas is a That's money, why you should have saved me. I, on that I, ship. <laughs> Christmas is a money shot. I think though the um, the stuff that happens around fall, you know, between fall Thanksgiving and Halloween. Oh, all that stuff. Yeah, okay, all that stuff it. and all of the access to it is, is and something. And with an eight-year-old, you're busy doing, yeah, I got it. Right. Okay, and, Nick. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I think um, just because I think it's your favorite time of year uh, that you love the season itself that you that I went uh, with fall as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah. Fall activities. <laughs> Marissa. <laughs> uh, because they're so universal, they happen inside and outside. And I'm pretty sure it was your very first list. I'm guessing that. I went fall. Oh. Preston, <laughs> I, I'll just hit this. Yeah. And Casey. I'll just hit this. And we'll go to Cassie and find out that the answer is... So, the although summer is my favorite time of year, uh-huh. I get depressed when summer is over, and the way I get over my depression is through fall activities. Oh. Everybody wins on that one. Oh, Wow, that's good. Cool. Uh, the second question about Kathy on the Preston and Steve show. Kathy is often playfully painted as a somewhat asexual being who thinks foreplay <laughs> is laying down a protective tarp. Remind <laughs> 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 me to tell you Dr. Ruth's story a little bit later. Uh, that said, what will Kathy say is an appropriate amount of time for a woman to wait before getting intimate in a new relationship? While we're looking for a closet in weeks, 
Marissa because and I are going to differ this on this. This is Kathy. <laughs> we will allow your answer to be in years. <laughs> So we're looking for weeks. Yeah. Weeks? The closest in weeks. Yeah, we're looking for closest in weeks. This is Kathy. Hold on, I need a calculator. Well, yeah. So, so what will Kathy say is an appropriate amount of time for a woman to wait before getting intimate in a new relationship? Okay. All right. All right. People writing their answers down. You're in? Well, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Casey. Okay. I, I um, This is a really, really tough one. Uh, I don't think you're as prudish as uh, one would think. But like first date, one week, no; two week, no; three weeks, no; uh, four weeks. I think is a is is a, a nice safe assumption. All right, okay. Casey, about a month. About a month, Marissa. Yeah. Uh, I said that Kathy would approve of holding hands after three months. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Twelve weeks. Oh, Preston. I think she's more of a slut than we believe. She is. <laughs> and I'd say Kathy would be uh, cool. That maybe not for herself, but if she were to give advice, I'd say two weeks. Two weeks. That's a short one. Yeah. Hmm. All right. See. I uh, agreed with Casey, and I think four weeks seems about right. Okay. Nick. Uh, first of all, I can't wait to hear that Dr. Ruth story. And then, uh, second of all, I went with three weeks. All right. It's all over the board. Well, Kathy, are you a prude? Okay, so I'm going to go initially with what I, when I read this question, what my answer was going to be. And and the question is going from one relationship to the next, how long you should wait in between, correct? Yes, yes. Oh! Oh, I thought it was after the first date. After how, the how first. How long to have sex? Getting well, intimate, yeah. Date before right. getting intimate with someone. Okay, so, so, so first, you meet so somebody, first... how long will it take before you, right. yeah, as they used the to say, date. make whoopee. Oh, yeah. all right, okay, okay, so from the first date, all right, then I need to rethink this, because uh, <laughs> if it was from one relationship to another, I was going to say 24 weeks, six uh, months. Okay. Um, but, but I'm going to say, okay, after the first date, I'm, yeah. and I forget what everybody said, but I'm going to say four weeks. Oh, four weeks? Yeah. Casey Hi. and Steve. Wow. All right, so point so, each. All right, Steve, you are now tied with Marissa at Ooh. five. All right. Uh, I have three. Kathy has three. Preston has three. Nick has four going right. into the fall. Oh, Nick, you are stuck with four. I'm done. You're done. That's right, because Nick is going to. Wait, we, no, we, we have Marissa. Oh, yes. So there's still a chance for everybody. We'll do Nick. A penny saved is a penny earned is more than just a maxim. It's also what you whisper in Nick's ear to make him horny. <laughs> and while we kid Nick about his frugal way of life, who will say he who will he say is the next cheapest person on the show? So Nick being the cheapest, who would be the next cheapest human on the show? Who Fifteen will Nick seconds. Say? Yes. Yeah, Nick will say uh, this person is. Uh, I got cheapest. this one. You got this one? Yeah, I we'll got We'll start this with one. you then, Preston. Um, I think that uh, that somebody who knows a good bargain and is the queen of returns would absolutely look, and she looks for coupons all the time. She looks for special deals. It's got to be Kathy. It's got to be Kathy. got to ah, be Kathy. Yep. My wife's the same way. Yep. All right, Casey. When you said queen of returns, I was so relieved that you didn't say me. <laughs> uh, but I, um, I was thinking the same as I think. She never pays for shipping. Um, yep. Yeah. So Kathy Romano, no doubt. Okay, Marissa. Uh, I actually uh, think that Casey's family is just. I think your wife is the same, and I think your family, and I think it uh, bleeds onto you a little bit. So I'd say Casey. Oh, okay. yeah, in a good way, all great ways. Kathy. Oh, okay. So I did not think of myself. Uh, I don't think of myself as cheap, although I love a coupon and uh, <laughs> don't like to pay for shipping. I won't not 
buy it if I don't find the coupon. Really? Uh, yeah, and just because... But you like quality, too, though. Yes, so, and yeah. I like quality items yeah. as well. Uh, I went with Preston because I Why? believe that uh, Nick and Preston, when we talk about tipping conversations, they always have a similar opinion. So mm. that's so I went with Preston. Okay, mm. and what, what is, just briefly, what is your... Uh, uh, just that Steve always goes over the top, and Steve, yeah. they'll do like the standard tip, like yeah. what's you know listed, and you know, and not really go over tip like based on performance, not just uh, you right, know. Right. Steve is going to tip over tip, no matter no matter what. what. I, yeah. I always over tip. I always do. Steve, so and, and for that reason, because uh, Preston is not uh, cheap at all, but uh, you know, we have those conversations on air, and when we talk about the tipping, they those two will take that angle, and so I said Preston. Okay, yeah. well. Uh, Nick, survey says. Well, it turns out that Kathy and Steve are right. I went with Preston. Oh! Oh! And it was, it was because of the way that we think about stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I because didn't... you're kind of cheap. <laughs> <laughs> He's very generous. I'm just joking. Yeah. Relax. You see my bill from the vacation, <laughs> vacation. I just took? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you hate it when they include the tip without asking you? No, no, no. That doesn't no. bother you. That, that doesn't bother me. I, in fact, added gratuities I'm, I'm fine with. But if, if I did get service that was not good i think that the it reflects on the tip okay. i mean absolutely do you talk to the server and say this is why no never done that do but you do I, that but I usually but yeah. i can't tell you the last time that i had really bad service and okay. i left anything less than 20 percent. okay but yeah, yeah i cool. mean but but i usually 20 percent is about right yeah. for me so okay yeah. mm. okay second question about nick anyone who knows nick knows his passion for music and his love of both eddie vetter and dave matthews i hate dave matthews <laughs> this begs oh, wow. the question oh. Which of the following two scenarios will Nick pick? Eddie violates Nick while Dave Matthews directs, <laughs> or Dave Matthews violates Nick while Eddie directs. Wow. <laughs> Steve Morrison, you are a sick man. <laughs> I love that I got a gay joke and a cheap joke. Yes. So Eddie violates Nick while Dave Matthews directs, or Dave Matthews violates Nick while Eddie directs. All right, that's what we're looking for. We're going to start with Steve. Well, I thought about this, obviously. <laughs> Apparently you have. And I think that uh, Nick holds both of these gentlemen in high regard, but I think Nick is more concerned with how Eddie would think of him, so he would prefer to have Eddie direct him being violated by Dave Matthews. Hmm. Okay. Eddie directs is what you're saying. R- right. Okay, Kathy? Uh, no, I went opposite. I think that Eddie definitely violates him because if a man is going to violate him, it's going to be Eddie Vedder. And uh, <laughs> it's just a bonus that Dave is there. So just a what? A bonus oh, that Dave is there. Okay. So it's just a bonus. <laughs> he can, interesting. He can direct. All right, Marissa? Uh, I think that Nick probably... <laughs> Enjoys Eddie's voice more, so Eddie directs. <laughs> oh, look, and we've got <laughs> and I drew a picture. visual aids. <laughs> wow. She drew a picture. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I, I thought it would be mouth and not... Um, no, it's from behind. Oh, yeah. oh. Okay. Well, Preston. Uh, you know what? This is actually... Uh, I have a new band name from this. <laughs> what is it? Grunge Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Grunge Cuck. I love Grunge it. Grunge Cuckle. Oh, I, uh, I think that Nick's deep love for Eddie Vedder would mean that he would want him deep inside of him. So I'm going to go with Eddie violating while Dave directs. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Casey Boy. I, I did the same thing. I, I, I think he would love to have... Uh, Eddie in him, and also uh, uh, oh opposite of what you were saying, Marissa, I think he likes Dave's speaking voice more. Oh, oh, that's 
that's interesting. But when, he, when Dave Matthews sings, he sounds like a billy goat to me. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> he does kind of, yeah, he, he, he does, right? But maybe in the bedroom, a it's a little bit more. Could be. I, uh, uh, I genuinely appreciate all the thought that all you guys <laughs> put into each. And the drawing, Marissa, was the uh, piece de resistance. Yes. But I'm going to go with, uh, I would love to have sex with Eddie Vedder no matter what. <laughs> Dave is directing. Uh, yeah, one. Dave is directing. How do we do on the points on that one, Casey? I don't remember. I I, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get a point. I did. Okay. You, all right, and then Preston, what did you say? I did. I got okay. a point, yeah. All right, so we have uh, Preston at five, Marissa at five, um, Kathy at five, Steve at wow. six, Casey at four. So Steve God, at six. God bless yeah. our callers. They've been on hold for 30 minutes now. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Hang in there, guys. So all right. About that. We leave the best for last, Marissa. Marissa. It is no secret that Marissa spends a lot of time out on the town attending the trendiest events often having to check her license to remember where she lives. Of all the multitude of events, parties, clubs, etc., that Marissa attends or frequents, which will she admit makes her feel the most pompous? All right, she goes to events. Whenever I used to live here, I'd run into her at 2 in the afternoon and 2 in the morning. Um, And the question is, which of all the events she goes to makes her feel the most pompous? Interesting question. We're going to start with Steve. Uh, This, to me, uh, even as writing the question, I thought, is this too easy? But I figured, what the hell, why not go for it? I'm going to have to say dinner en blanc. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yes. Fancy schmancy events. Right. Absolutely. Okay, Kathy? Uh, I said the same thing just because I think she knows the joke behind it and that we all kind of (laughs) laugh. Yeah, laugh that she's going again. Nick? The name itself is pompous, uh, (laughs) so I went with dinner en blanc. Okay. Mm -hmm. Preston? Uh, I actually know it's her favorite event, though, so I, ah. I I don't know if it would be considered her the most pompous, but I couldn't think of another more pompous event, so <laughs> I went with Dinner on Blanc as well. Ah, uh, Casey. I honestly couldn't think of anything but Dinner on Blanc. All right, okay. so Marissa. All right, so I thought about this long and hard, and I thought about picking up and going to Europe or Cuba or, you know, just going to some random new Mark Vetri restaurant or something, and all of these... You guys make fun of me for being pompous. Um, but even though I feel like it isn't that pompous, but I'm also just defending it, it it's got to be dinner on block. All right. All right. So the That's scores remain sweet. the same. Steve is still in the lead with seven correct answers, I believe, now. Oh, all right. Yeah. So. And so uh, the only ones that can either tie are Kathy and Preston. Okay. All right. Okay. Last question. To walk a mile in Marissa's shoes is to see the world at a sub nose <laughs> Which show member? Oh, my God. I can't believe this is the last question. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which show member will Marissa say has the most out-of-control nose hair or cave bats situation? Wow. Wow. She's short. She looks up in various places that they think others don't. Preston is in the lead. We could have a potential tie. Then we will go to a tiebreaker question. I have no idea what that is, but we'll figure it out. Well, We're going to start with Casey. Okay. Um, so it couldn't be me because I pick my nose all the time. So there's like virtually never any bats in the cave. I got to go um, with Preston on this one. I, I just I don't really have any other uh, explanation of him. All right, Preston. Um, you know what? I've brought this up several times that Marissa has to view nose hairs regularly. I'm the tallest member of the show, so I gotta I gotta put myself in that category. Yeah, she probably Preston's. sees the most. Yep. Nick, I'm hoping it's not me, uh, but I'm gonna go with Preston as well. All right, Kathy. Uh, I went with Preston as well because of the height, his height. Steve, I went with. Casey. Wow. Uh, because? Only because I figure there's a lot of work around there just lodging things and stuff might be more visible because of that. Though Preston is 
taller, obviously, and the angle's probably better. I went with Casey. All right, so potential tie here. Marissa, the answer is... All right, I'm going to admit something to you guys. There is only one member of the show whose nose I've looked up, and it's because he's constantly pointing it out and seeking my approval. <laughs> it's Preston. Oh, right. There you go. So, Casey, tell us the score, please. All right. The final score is, uh, well, i got to give him one and her one. We have a three-way tie. Oh. We have a three-way tie between Good. Preston Elliott Steve Morrison, and Kathy Ramirez. And with that, that means that our winners are listener Mike. We're going to give him tickets to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Uh, We also have with Steve, right? Correct? Listener Sandy. And she is going to the Franklin Institute for the Avengers event that we have coming up. Casey's going to be hosting it on Thursday. Very cool thing, which uh, includes a happy hour and a bunch of other great stuff. And then Kathy... Uh, had listener Ryan win, and he gets tickets to the PA wow. Renaissance Fair. Everybody's winning. Well, so congratulations. You know what? How many other people we have on hold? Give them, uh, give them some consolation All prizes. Right. Yeah. They've been on hold for thirty-five minutes. So thirty-five. Minutes. Yeah, we went for a little while on that, but um, uh, that was fun. I, was this fun. is one of my my favorite. One of my favorite segments. We we never do it. We haven't done it in years, and we we have to have Mark. Do How it, great is so. he doing that? Uh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect man. Last minute stuff. I'll tell you the Doctor Who story, and then we're done. Uh, <laughs> All right, do tell. I was a warm up guy on a show called Our Magazine, and Doctor Ruth was uh, just starting off, and she was a guest. And I was backstage, and I said, Doctor Ruth, what's the weirdest question that anybody or sexual situation she's ever? She said, Well, that was this uh, young couple. They came to me. And uh, the boyfriend could not have sex unless they went to Burger King and got onion rings, and they played ring toss on his penis. (laughs) So until they got the onion rings on a penis, they did not have sex. (laughs) I swear to God, that's That's fantastic. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's how you leave them. One more, folks. I love it. Mark's great to see you, Good man. To see you. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Mark Summers. Oh, my God. That was awesome. All right. We have got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we'll have uh, tattoo artist James Vaughn stopping in as he's been doing tattoos. Day with Jackie, listener Jackie, Wildwood Tattoo. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come, so don't let me win. Shine down. Because my monsters are real. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a quick Bizarre file, so let's go ahead and get to it right now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. I got some really good stories for you. We'll begin with this one. A woman was busted in Massachusetts for drunk driving. Now, the reason the cops knew she was drunk driving is because she was driving with the gas pump nozzle attached to her Range Rover. Who the hell does that? As she was headed, <laughs> hey, I stopped, man. They can keep going down the road. Well, you and Pierre. Authorities in Middlesex County identified the woman as Alicia Esquillen, and she was arraigned Monday on charge of operating under the influence of liquor negligent operations of a motor vehicle and an open container violation. Police told Boston.com that the gas nozzle was later returned to its rifle owner in AL Prime Energy gas station about six miles away. Uh, she's expected to be in court on October 16th. 
Well, a New Jersey restaurant says that it will forgive a person who stole some ketchup and said the theft has been bringing them nothing but bad luck. It's bad luck ketchup? The per- well, the, f- the act of stealing it was. Oh, oh. The person's story came to the attention of a manager at Perkins Restaurant in Lacey Township. As she was closing Wednesday night, she noticed a brown bag next to the entrance with two ketchup bottles and a letter. In the letter, the person admitted to stealing a bottle of ketchup from the restaurant but deeply regretted it. The letter said, I thought it'd be risky. I am as square as they come, and this is the worst thing I've ever done. Wow. Uh, the person said someone crashed into their car a few hours later and said their karma, luck, and life have not gone well since the theft. The thief hoped that returning two new bottles would turn things around and reverse the ketchup karma. Uh, they, the person wrote, again, I'm really sorry if I inconvenienced you the same way my life has been inconveniencing me. I'm sorry from an awful person. Man. Yeah, they're really beating them up, themselves up. The restaurant said it never even noticed that the ketchup bottles were missing, <laughs> but is forgiving the thief. In fact, the owner of the restaurant said that the letter will be framed and hung up inside of the restaurant. Sounds like a raving lunatic. A Peter Pan bus driver was arrested on reckless endangerment charges after a passenger called 911 to report she was locked in the luggage compartment in the moving bus. This is the big compartments underneath. Yeah, those and they're huge. They're huge. So the driver, identified as 49-year-old Wendy Helena Alberti, allegedly locked the female passenger in the compartment while she was trying to retrieve items from her bag Sunday night. Alberti then drove off with a woman locked inside the luggage compartment. Honestly, you could probably sell a few more seats if you put you know, put them down there. After receiving a 911 call from the woman, state police located the bus headed for Boston on Interstate 84, pulled the vehicle over. The troopers helped the passenger out of the compartment and then charged Alberti with reckless endangerment, breach of peace, and unlawful restraint. Why don't they turn those into sleeper cars? The female passenger said she was injured and declined medical treatment. It is unclear how long Alberti drove with the woman inside the luggage compartment. All right, uh, one more? Yeah, Wrap one. it up. A man who accidentally tossed $23,000 into the recycling bin reunited with his life savings Saturday after a worker at a recycling facility in Northern California spotted a shoebox stuffed with money. Oh, I missed you! When the man from Ashland, Oregon, realized his mistake on Thursday, the recycling bin had already been emptied into a truck bound for a recology sorting facility in Humboldt County. The facility's general manager said that most of the recyclables from the truck had been sorted by the time the man contacted, uh, but workers were nonetheless told to be on the lookout for the box. Somebody actually spotted the box down in the sorting line Friday and recovered all but $320. Uh, the money somehow stayed in the box during the 200-mile trip to the facility. Fortunately, they don't actually recycle. Yeah, so. <laughs> right, exactly. So it was easy to retrieve. Yes. And sorry to keep this short, but we went really, really long in that last segment. So we are going to take another break. And uh, we're also going to check in with uh, Rick and Alexa and Julie and Brittany, who are with the Duncan Cooling Caravan. What a caravan. Uh, they're heading to Abington, Pennsylvania for the next stop of the Duncan Cooling Caravan. So we'll see what's up with them. And tattoo artist James Vaughn is still working on his creation with listener Jackie for Tattoo Tuesday. So we got more to come. We'll get to it when we return. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Monster Mania Con 43, August 16th through 18th. See Freddie himself, Robert Englund, Clyde Barker, Ric Flair, and more. Tickets available at the door. For more, visit MonsterMania.net. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
It is everything that rocks, don't you know? 1034 and the Preston and Steve show. Is that listener Jackie that just came in here? It is. Yeah. She's got her fresh tattoo done from a legendary tattoo artist, James Blonde, who is here. We'll talk to him in a little while. He's going to be appearing at the Wildwood Tattoo Convention Center uh, this weekend. And, uh, of course, he's from Ink Masters, and uh, we'll say hi in a few. But we have some other things to take care of first, so... We're going to do that. Uh, today's lesson question, a pair of tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl, which is coming up uh, Sunday, September 15th. New location at the Navy Yard. Uh, I did not get a chance to take a look at these. I apologize. My pro- my issue here. So let me dive into this. Let's see. Uh, when traveling, what does Steve use to weigh his bags? <laughs> uh, 215-263-WMMR. Wow, that's, gonna, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. Um, all right, so when traveling, what does Steve use to weigh his bags with? Oh, okay. You remember? I do. All right, 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. Call now. We're going to do the trash right calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Britney Spears taking her sons Sean Preston and Jaden out in public for a special trip to Disneyland. Friends say the boys are a perfect blend of Britney and their dad, Kevin Federline, meaning that they're 100% Britney. <laughs> oh, my God. Three days after Bachelorette runner-up, Tyler Cameron spent the night at Hannah Brown's L.A. home. He reportedly hung up all night with model Gigi Hadid in New York City. Tyler insists he's not being unfaithful, noting that Gigi got an entirely different finger. (laughs) (laughs) And finally... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The not always reliable British tabloid The Sun reporting that Prince Charles himself was offered a small cameo role in the upcoming 25th James Bond film. Charles was reportedly offered the role of a secondary villain named Harry Old Man Ears. Wow. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. So uh, the question stands, uh, when traveling, what does Steve use to weigh his bags? Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. I will be surprised if somebody gets this right off the bat because it was said very, very quickly. Yes. And uh, it's a little bit of a detail. And uh, we'll see if we can... Narrow it down and found, find somebody who might uh, know the answer. Put them on hold. Put put line hey, five. Hi, hi. There we go. All right. So, They're, yeah, we got a number of uh, answers. I will go to. Let's go to Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Steve. What does uh, Steve use to uh, weigh his bags? The Ron Popeil Fishermatic or something like that. Uh, you know what? You were yeah, listening, yeah, so yeah. you got it. Yeah. It was, very good. It was the it was the Popeil pocket fisherman pen, which was one of the first as seen on TV devices. Yep. So hang on, Steve. We'll get your information, and we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Philly Burger Brawl, which is Sunday, September fifteenth, at a new location, the Navy Yard. You can taste unlimited samples of burgers from the top restaurants in the city. Proceeds go to the fund for the uh, school district of Philadelphia, a nonprofit supporting. School literacy through technology. Tickets are on sale now at phillyburgerbrawl.com. More information at WMMR.com. Before we do music news, you guys want to check in with the uh, Cooling Caravan? Absolutely. And how things have been going. It's our final stop with the uh, Duncan Cooling Caravan. And uh, let's go to Rick Mararkey, who's on the line. Rick from our uh, MM Army. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Hey, Press. How's it going, bud? Going very well this morning. You guys have bopped all over the place. Uh, you started off in uh, Newtown Square, then headed over to Montgomeryville. Where are you guys now? Abington. Abington. We are in Abington. This is Erin. She is here. She is our third and final winner. 
And tell us, Aaron, how did you win? I was sitting last week and went on Facebook and saw that there was a uh, posting to sign up and try and win. So we did, and here we nice. are. Nice. Excellent, Aaron. What do you got? What kind of work are you guys doing over there? Uh, we are school bus drivers, and we come in in the summer, and we get the buses ready for the next school year. We clean them. We wax them. We fix seats. We do anything that's got to be done maintenance-wise. we got a whole crew of people here that stay all summer just to make sure that the buses are in order and ready to go for the next school year so everyone's safe. You guys here in the studio, you ever worked inside a vehicle on a hot day? Oh, it's oh, yeah. well, you talked earlier about a uh, the, the post office, uh, the, the people delivering in the trucks. Yep. The guy was able to cook a steak on the dashboard. Yeah. How many people are yeah. working with you there, Aaron? Um, it depends. Uh, last week, we had a lot more people because we still had summer school going and everything. This week, summer school is over. So we have a crew of about 17 people that are still at the garage that are keeping everything going. All good. Excellent. So we're going to set everybody up with some uh, Dunkin' iced coffees. We've got some great flavors for you. Uh, and, of course, Alexa, Julie, and Brittany are totally office calendar girls there as well, representing the whole thing. When will you guys be done with all this stuff? Uh, probably around August 23rd. We'll get probably about a week, week and a half before we have to get, come back in and start taking the kids to school. I didn't okay. realize that you guys also were responsible for maintenance and upkeep on the buses themselves. I don't know about everywhere, but here, you know, the drivers come in and we do that job. I mean, we take pride in the buses we drive, so we try to keep them looking good. Yes. Yeah, for us, they have a guy that just scrapes off the gum. No, he's a gum scraper. Is there is there anything? They have one designated person to do that. Hey, Aaron, is there anything you can do to to personalize your bus a little bit and make it yours, or do they like to keep it, you know, pretty straight ahead? No, we keep them pretty straight ahead. There's laws and rules and stuff like that, so we can't really add too much to anything. Will they let you put spinner rims on them? One has a sunroof. They all have vents. They're not sunroofs. They're just oh. vents. Sunroofs, vents. <laughs> well, listen, yeah, all the all the bus drivers out there are getting ready for their work year to begin. And it's listen, the, the bus drivers work hard. The bus drivers, uh, listen, we've loved every one of our bus drivers that our kids have had. They're people uh. that you wave to in the neighborhood when they're coming through, and they're good people, and, and uh, they work really hard. So we appreciate what you guys do, Aaron. So enjoy this iced coffee this morning, courtesy of our friends at Duncan, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. You rock. Thank you. And, Rick, thank you for taking the, the, the caravan out. And Alexa and Julie and Brittany, Miss July, Miss March, and January uh, from our Totally Office calendar. So uh, make them happy, and uh, we'll see you a little bit later on, all right? All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Duncan. Yeah. Cooling. Caravan of love this morning. Love it. All right, we got to get to music news. Here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, Music News this morning brought to you by Duncan. You can fuel your day with a freshly brewed iced coffee from Duncan. Duncan Ice Coffee is made just for you any way you like it. Stop by Duncan today. America runs on Duncan. Uh, I actually have uh, concert information uh, to pass along to you. This was just passed along a little while ago. Uh, MMR rocks in a show on November 3rd at the Fillmore Blues Traveler. And they are celebrating the 25-year anniversary of the Grammy Award-winning album 4. That would probably be a pretty fun show. 
I think it'd be awesome. It's an awesome album. Uh, yeah. It is. And uh, tickets, by the way, are going to go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. We should see about getting uh, John Popper back in. I would love to. He was a good interview. Yep. He's he's a really personable guy. He's a super talented musician, but he's a nice guy. And, and since I, we had him on, Preston, he pleasured himself into a heart attack. He did. I think. He is from New Jersey, if I am not mistaken. We'll have to find out about that. But uh, once again, Blues Traveler celebrating the 25th year anniversary of the Grammy Award-winning album Four, and that show is going to be November 3rd, 2019, at the Fillmore. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Was I right about that, Nick? Yeah, he graduated from Princeton High School. Okay, there you go. So I thought, all right, so cool. Maybe we'll get him in here. Uh, Tool keeps dishing out a little more new info about the upcoming album Fear Inoculum. Every single day they're adding something. So the band revealed yesterday that the title track will be released online this Wednesday while also sharing the enigmatic cover artwork. Guitarist Adam Jones spearheads most of the band's design work. Said a while back how visuals have always played a major role in the band's music. He said, I've always uh, taught... I'm sorry, I've always thought in vision. I mean, I just putting on the headphones when I was a kid and trying to dream stuff while I was listening to music. I guess I still do that today when I play. But it's a lot more emotional than visual, and I know this, that sounds pretentious, but it really is what the four of us do. The visuals just kind of bring themselves in it. Fear Inoculum will arrive on the 30th, and we'll follow up 10,000 Days, which came out in 2006. Preston, who's doing the Coyote impressions on this album? I don't know who that guy is, but, man, he's good. He's really good. Uh, the new LP is said to be around 80 to 85 minutes long, comprising of just seven tracks. Uh, drummer Brent Fitz, who plays in the Slash, uh, Miles Kennedy in the Conspirators Band, uh, we'll miss the last six shows of the band's summer 2019 U.S. tour so that he can undergo emergency surgery for a detached retina. Wow. Yeah. Uh, filling in for him on all dates will be Shane Galaz. Hey, he's got good retinas. Uh, Slash is continuing to tour in support of his latest album, Living the Dream. We need a guy with sturdy retinas for this trip. Stain guitarist uh, Mike Mushuk was asked if Stain's short run of reunion dates is fall. Could lead to more activity from the band. He responded by saying, that's a really good question, one that I want to know the answer to as well. Uh, for me, I think it's kind of like you dip your toe in the water and you see how it is. Uh, it's like, let's do these shows and see how it goes. Uh, I think everybody's hoping that everything is good and that we have a great time back out on stage playing these songs again, which I'm really looking forward to doing. And uh, hopefully there will be more to come after that. Uh, he has been working on a new album with his other band, St. Azonia. So, what's that name? Saint Asonia. <sighs> Dodged a bullet on that yeah, one. Not just Saint. Your Saint band is Saint Asonia. Uh, and I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, set for release April seventh is Patty Boyd, My Life Through a Lens. Boyd, who is the ex-wife of both George Harrison and Eric Clapton, published her memoirs back in two thousand seven called Wonderful Tonight. George Harrison, Eric Clapton, and Me. According to the Amazon description of the book. An extraordinary visual memoir from Patty Boyd, model, photographer, and muse of rock and roll to rock and roll royalty. Is she not the subject of Layla? She is. Uh, Patty is perhaps the most famous muse of all time, inspiring Harrison's Something and Eric Clapton's Layla and Wonderful Tonight. Uh, swept up into the heights of Beatlemania as a young model, Boyd captured endless photographs of her years with the band and later with Clapton. Boyd offers candid and intimate photographs of rock royalty and the elite social circles of the 60s and 70s, 
and also shares the drawings, paintings, and mementos collected from a life shared with pop culture icons. Alongside it are Boyd's own stirring reflections, giving a look into the golden age of rock and roll that only a woman at the center of it all could provide. It's probably pretty damn interesting. I would imagine. Remember that, not that she was a, a groupie like this woman, but remember that book by Pamela DeBars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with the band. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, Patty Boyd met George Harrison in 1964 on the set of the Beatles film Hard Day's Night. Uh, they were married in 66. She left Harrison for Eric Clapton in 1974. She and Harrison were officially divorced in 77, and Boyd and Clapton were married from 1979 to 1988. So Harrison she... tried to woo her back by composing Space People, <laughs> and uh, it just never... And we know that that never... It, uh... it never took. It just yep. she, she didn't realize she was the subject of it. You hear the song, you can't tell. Yep. Did you know Sinatra called something, uh, the song something, the greatest love song of all time? No. Yeah, I heard that... Uh, Baby. Wow. Not that long ago. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. That just... long-haired limey can really sing. <laughs> I don't disagree no. with him. Uh, really? Yeah. Most beautiful love song ever written? Yeah, most beautiful love song of all time. That's great. That's I am of... the walrus, cuckoo-cachoo. That's a hell of a compliment. All right, and that is all that I have in, in music news for you this morning, my friend. Something in the way she moves. Yes. All right, why don't we break, come back, and let's see this tattoo that just got yes. done. I'm excited to check out the uh, the final uh, version, and uh, we'll also see what uh, Pierre's got going on and more later today. Word of the Week will return in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is, oh my God, it is one minute to 11 a.m. And we oh. have not wrapped up the show. What's that? Oh, well. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Listen, the the, uh, the Know the Show with Mark Summers went for a while, but it was so much fun to play. I enjoyed it. Um, and we have not wrapped up the program, so I will, um, you know, before I do the thank yous, I, we have one more guest, two more guests, actually, yeah. to bring on, but we're having them on at the same time. Today is Tattoos Day. Yeah! And uh, we've had one of those special in-studio Tattoos Days that have been taking place, and it's in conjunction with a couple of things. The 10th Annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash. This weekend at the Wildwoods Convention Center is taking place. And there are 400 of the world's best tattoo artists, one of them right here in our studio. Uh, Please welcome, uh, you may know him from Ink Masters, a few different. In fact, one of his episodes is on tonight. Mr. James Vaughn is here. This morning. How you doing, James? Yeah, yeah. And we have listener Jackie who is here. Who got tattooed by James, which is uh, pretty phenomenal. In fact, Jackie, yep. tell us how wh- what were you doing when you uh, when you signed up for this? So I was actually in training um, in Harrisburg for the week, and I had asked a friend what radio station I should listen to, and he said, "Well, don't even waste your time; just stream Preston and Steve." Yeah. <laughs> so I heard um, Tattoos Day. You could text in and win a tattoo by the infamous Mister Vaughn, and I texted in and. As I'm in training, I got the phone call that I won. So it was That's so cool. awesome. You were a huge fan of his prior to all of that, yeah, right? Yeah, so I knew him from Ink Master, I mean, the first season. And he's, you know, he's a phenomenal artist. And they keep bringing him back, and they do that for a reason. That's very cool. Sometimes, and and, sometimes. and so our understanding is the uh, Japanese... Uh, uh, you know, art is your is your one of your specialties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. all right, and, and and so you knew him because of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I, is that a style you really like? Yeah, and he I, he did something a little different. We did a painting, but it's it's similar to the style that he has. He does a lot of really bright, vibrant colors. Yeah, it's and beautiful. He put his 
you know, his flair on it, which I really like. So I'm just really glad that I had the opportunity. She Very got it on, on the inside on her forearm. It's a, this cool little uh, floral print. Any idea what kind of flowers those are? They're peonies. Peonies? Peonies. Peonies. Peonies, yes. Okay. Yeah. Peonies. That's how dwarfs <laughs> urinate. No. P-E-O. Yeah. Peonies, peonies, I'm <laughs> pissinies. I'm not really sure. But listen, you've been on how many times, James? You've been on Ink Masters? Like, uh, now since uh, season 12, I'm uh, on seven times now. So it's, Wow. It's, you're, then, a, you're a star. Like, I'm OG. You know. You're OG for it, yeah. So tonight there's a, a certain episode on? Yep, uh, my episode, um, I'm a coach for this on this season. Um, me and uh, Megan Jean uh, Morris, we uh, go back and coach. Uh, it's the Battle of the Sexes, so we... Uh, I to- I coach the uh, female team and she coaches the male team, so uh, it's pretty cool. It's Let really me ask awesome. you, in in the world of artists of tattoo artists, is Ink Master kind of a destination for for the the person that's want that wants to really up their profile or be known in the industry? It well, it really depends, you know, because um, I'm I'm always been really fun and ha- I'm not, I don't get into the uh, I don't get into the shenanigans and I don't have to uh, prove myself with. Uh, with uh, other things, right? So, uh, I just let my work speak for itself, and yeah, it's a good uh, I like place to, to play, be at. I like to play, and you know, play the game. I guess you would say. You know, most people don't realize. I was like, it, it is a game show. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have to understand. You know, like Chuck Woolery. You know, back in two and two. <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> this is a game show, so you know you have to uh, you got to play the game. Um, I, I try to play my game with integrity, you know, just try to just try to do the best I can and, and with what I do and don't have to make a bunch of noise to uh, prove myself otherwise. It's yeah. probably like last comic standing is for comics. I mean, it's great exposure. It's not necessarily going to bring out um, uh, the best comics in the world, but it's going to get them some visibility oh, yeah. oh, that they yeah. wouldn't see otherwise. And it gets you visibility, you know, yeah. it gets people to know who you are. I have people that, you know, ask me, should I do it? I was like, of course, you know, yeah. Because, you know, you can't have, you know, any other advertisement. There's 10 million people watching you a week, you know. And, you know, everybody know. you know, I go through the airport. Everybody's like, ah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like a, you know, miniature rock star, I guess you'd say. So speaking of rock stars, it's so wild that Dave Navarro is still the guy. Still the guy. Well, you know, the cool thing about it was even in the beginning, you know, the first season, they had no idea where it was going to go. You know, he was always actually represented as... The the tattoos can't say that yeah, word. Oh, but anyway, that's all right. Go ahead. He, he gets crappy tattoos. Yeah. You don't know anything about the ta- tattoo industry. He's a well-spoken host. So uh, he's I mean, operating. He from, is from... basically you know the the judge. That's yeah, the mayor. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. that's all right, James. Yeah, but that's part well. of the deal. He's the every guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's the everyday guy. He's America. You know, he's the vote. So All right, it's so really cool. While you're at the uh, the convention, which, by the way, is uh, this weekend, Friday noon to 11, Saturday 11 to 11, and Sunday 11 to 8 p.m., and it's going to be at the uh, the Wildwoods Convention Center. Um, what do you do while you're at these uh, Oh, events? tattoo. Yeah. Um, I, I, I travel the world and, and do what I love to do. Um, I tattoo. Um, there's uh, sideshows. There's, you know... There's vendors, you know, everything you can think of, you know, that's really fun. for the, And it's actually all family-oriented. So how quickly do you book up, though? Because, I mean, that's, you know, I'd imagine that the people are going to seek you out, you know? It, they do, but it's, um, I usually book two weeks out. You know, okay. Because, just because um, in my emails, I do 30 shows a year. So um, I, my emails are crazy. So, you know, two weeks before, I just hit the little investigation thing and yeah. right, yeah, Wildwood, yeah. you know, and then all the all my emails from that time come up. So I just go through and 
Yeah, figure out what I want to do. It's Jackie, awesome. Jackie, you, you ever been to a tattoo convention before? I have not. It's something uh, that I've actually wanted to. Are go you to afraid for a while. you'll come back with like double sleeves if you go to one? Probably. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. It's got to be hard for people to resist going. Yeah, put another one on there. Oh, you know I what I mean? I, and they I, have the. I do it. <laughs> I mean, the the top artists in the world go to these conventions and tattoo, and a lot of them will do walk up tattoos, so you don't even necessarily need an mm. appointment. Um, yeah. And these are highly sought after sure. artists. You know, some of the best in the world go to these. Sure. That's it, wow. it, it's cool. Again, I, um, you know, I have a tiny little flyers tattoo, but the uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm fascinated by the lifestyle and the culture. And, and these these events do provide all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do people from time to time just say, put something on me? They do, but I was like, I, I need direction. You, you do? Yeah, okay. yeah. You'd rather not. I've been tattooed would, almost okay. 30 years, so yeah. I was like, I've done everything I really wanted to do. I was like, just, just you know, it's like Burger King. You yeah. know, <laughs> I was I, at I a, do what you want. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at a restaurant last night, and there was uh, there were a couple of tattoo artists sitting next to us, and I could hear their conversation, and they were talking about somebody who walked in and said, just do whatever, and then left and didn't like what he got. And, and the, the tattoo artist <laughs> was like, well, then don't tell me to do whatever. Yeah. If you're gonna yeah, put you it out, like there. you don't know what kind of artwork I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. This could be, this could go awry quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we appreciate you coming by here. Hey, this no morning. problem. I uh, had fun. I the, had fun. The work looks beautiful, and uh, you know, are you, you're going to be there the whole weekend for the whole yes, show? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Uh, if people want to reach out to you personally, they do it through social media. Or? Social media, um, Instagram is uh, Mr. James Vaughn. Facebook's Mr. James Vaughn. Yeah, okay. So. Cool. Excellent. Thank you very much, James Vaughn. Yeah. Jackie, Tuesday on the Preston and Steve show. Uh, we need to. Jesus, about time you got here, man. <laughs> I, mean, I know we're wrapping up a little early and everything, but no, we've had a we've had a, a lengthier than usual Preston and Steve show. But uh, Pierre Robert is in indeed is indeed in attendance. Hey, man. Thanks very much, Jackson. You're up next. <laughs> Ready to go. We just finished the vinyl cut, and Jackson's going to have a fine program for you Woo! today. So enjoy it with him. Good night and good luck. And have a pleasant tomorrow. Rock on. Uh, no, we should we should get to the letter right away. I, I apologize oh, for our oh, tardiness. Whatever. You ready? Sure. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T, sure. T isn't sure. Uh-huh. Uh, no, uh, Metro by T-Mobile. That's Yay. it. Four pack of four packs, and we have a four pack of general admission tickets to the Philadelphia Zoo and also Adventure Aquarium and Clementon Park and Splash World and the Santana Concert, which is coming up August 24th, PB&T Pavilion. And Planet Earth is calling Recycle Your Old Phone. So we will give that away on Friday. Real quick, thank you to Kevin Smith being on the show. Uh, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, a special screening at the Philadelphia Film Center on November 7th. And Mark Summers. Yay. Awesome. Uh, just great to have him by. And also thank you to everybody uh, for the cooling caravan stopping by. Alexis Miss July, Julie Miss March, and Brittany Miss January. Uh, and, of course, uh, Rick Moraki and the gang at Duncan. And also uh, Corey and Dave and Aaron, the people at the work sites that had us uh, come out today. So we appreciate it. It's been a very busy day today. What's coming up on the program? Uh, we will have workforce blocks of, uh, let's see, U2 and the Struts and Tom Petty today. I love it. Can oh, you... the Struts are in Dewey tonight. They're they down are. at uh, Bottle and Cork. That's why Can I'm I... doing them. Um, yeah. We don't, uh, we're don't. we already into your show, but any any update on your luggage, or should we save that for another day? I, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
right. Another time. Uh, yeah, it's too much. Reader, right, it'll be enough. in the movie. It'll be in the movie. <laughs> Luggage, right. the movie. I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking Fest's Way in and out of Philly International Airport. And Armor Metals and Recycling for all your metal and computer recycling needs. Tomorrow, uh, we go on Fox Good Day. We do that on Wednesdays. And also... Uh, we have another winner of the Indy 500. We've had several winners of the Indy 500 by here, and they're always fascinating they are. Uh, interviews. So Will Power will be here. He won in 2018. Uh, that is it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Again. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. For anyone that wants to see the new Fast and Furious movies but hasn't seen any of the old ones, Here's a synopsis of how it goes. You start out with a lot of cars, a little gun. And then you move two movies later, and you have a lot of cars, a lot of guns. And then towards the end, you have a little cars and a lot of guns. This new movie is just all guns, no cars. There you go. Next message. Great day in the f***ing morning, people! Watch this beautiful sunrise! It's going to be a beautiful Next message. You turned a 45-minute trip into three hours. Ow! You're like the world's magicians. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.